Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, December 13th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 285. I am your host, Austin Walker, and joining me here in the studio, Ricardo Contreras. Looking, looking good, looking like ready for the weekend. Thanks. How are you feeling? You're looking like you're like, all right, I can get through this. I can yeah. feel the strength in your in your aura. <laughs> I can feel it. I think we're all at right now this uh. weekend, especially Patrick Klepperick on the call. I, Thanksgiving being so late just makes it. It's like a long, sloggy sprint towards the holiday break. I love a sloggy Slogging. sprint. That's one of the moves in bit in uh in uh what's the what's the fucking fi- uh, fit. Fit, fit, fit. That's ring fit. Ring fit. That's, yeah, you do a sloggy fit, a spit, sprint. Ring sloggy. adventure. Yeah, that's it. Rob Zachney, I hope feeling better today than than on Monday. You feeling all right, bud? Oh, I'm doing great. Awesome. Nice. Good. Just fantastic. Feeling better than I have in ages. Um, yeah, life is good. I feel like I'm waiting for the drop. Yeah, I was gonna say, why does it sound like there's something lurking? No, you're being oh, sincere. Nothing's lurking anymore, Kato. That's the point. That's <laughs> so good. Good, good. I'm glad that nothing is lurking, uh, except for video games and the, that we've played in video our lives. Games. Actually, I still do feel like there are still, even as I slowly make progress through games I'm trying to wrap up before I write my list, which I need to fucking do, uh, it feels like I'm surrounded by the games I haven't played yet this year. I, heard, yeah. I just heard Pathologic 2 got added to Game Pass on PC, oh, shit. which feels like an indictment of me <laughs> not having played. Played the sequel to a game I like a lot. Um, I'm glad that they, but that's like the precise yes. game that would have benefited from being on Game Pass at launch to begin with. Yeah, it's definitely. A, a, a game that requires a risk on the part of the player to like. It's just it's purposely different, and yeah. games like that are like specifically the types of games that, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how the the money works on Game Pass. That's still sort of like an unanswered question because those NDAs are locked down pretty hard. But yeah, hopefully, if fi- hopefully it finds an audience. I hope um, so. I hope <laughs> so. It, can't, it can't it can't find less of an audience. Uh, there's only like going up with Pathologic too. But um, yeah. yeah, that seemed like a, a pretty sad story in terms of how that game was received and and the audience it didn't find and stuff like that. So uh, again, on the list for this year. At this point, I have to admit it probably won't make it before I have to write my list. That's just the truth. Um, I got to look at – I got to find torrents to figure out the, to play one of the games I need to play. <laughs> you were trying to play some some devotion, right? Yeah. Uh, um, like yeah, because it's, it's like the, the folks that I – a lot of folks I trust not just like that game, but it's like a game of the year. And it's like, okay. Like I, I've just thrown out the window at this point that I'm going to play like a Death Stranding or anything that's like meaningfully long. And instead it's, all right, in the next week and a half, what can I actually do? It's like, well, I could play like three or four, like three to five hour games yeah. and see if those sneak onto my list. And Devotion feels like one of those games that 
you know, I'd end up playing in April next year and going, ah, shit. Yeah. Should have played this back in December. So I'm going to try and I'm going to make a, a good faith effort. Or I guess a bad faith effort. There's no good faith way to play that game. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, I feel, well, it's it's difficult, right? I guess like for me, the good faith way at this point is to buy their other stuff or to like buy a gift copy yeah. of their other stuff. Toss them money. Find that game the way you can find it. It sucks that it's just like not available anywhere for purchase. I I don't know. It's a cool game. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, – otherwise, everything else I've talked about in terms of trying to get off my plate, I've gotten off my plate, including now nice. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries. Mercenaries. The, the big one. Uh, that's what it, that's the subtitle. It's Mech Warrior Five called? Mercenaries, and in parentheses, which you don't see in titles very often, mm. the the big the one. Big one. Um, and I guess like I'm I'm joking, but I'm only half joking because <laughs> it's been 17 years since a Mech Warrior game, since like a uh, since a single player camp Mech Warrior campaign. Uh, there's been Mech Warrior Online. There was Mech Warrior Living Legends, which was a fan game that was ran on the Crisis Engine and was actually pretty fucking cool. Um, uh, I was meant to play that. That thing always looked exceptional. It was really fucking good, Rob. I played it a lot in the early 2010s, like like right, uh, <laughs> right after I had to move home because I couldn't make rent anymore. After the first time I moved out of home, and before I decided to go deeper into debt to go to grad school, that Merc life, baby. I was living that Merc life in that little <laughs> window. Let me tell you, I played me a lot of Mech Warrior uh, uh, Living Legends. Um, but Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries comes from Piranha Games, which is the same studio that uh, makes Mech Warrior Online, which is a very good. Like the the bones of MechWarrior Online are really good. I think some of the monetization decisions were rough. It definitely became a thing where it was easy to hurl allegations of pay to win because for reasons we've talked about with the setting before, Rob, which is like clan mechs are good and you can just make mechs in this world that are really good and put them behind a you can just like buy a five a you know a, a very expensive mech with real money and be like yo fuck you I got a good one. Uh, and good tactics and teamwork can still win that fight, but it's like it becomes uh, exceedingly dif- difficult eventually. Anyway, that team, uh, Piranha Games, decided to make uh, MechWarrior 5 uh, Mercenaries. And the Mercenaries subtitle, even though so the original Mercenaries was MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries, uh, and there then were Mercenaries updates for, I think, both 3 and 4. I, maybe it was 4. I don't think 3 four had th- a Mercenaries. No, it one. definitely did. I'm pretty sure. I'm 90% okay. sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I remember there was one that me. had good mech feel, but I was disappointed. Maybe you're in right. It Maybe you're right. To me, I'm all about like if you're I'm right. not running a small business right. alongside <laughs> yes. a small mercenary yes. company, I'm just not into it. You're right. Three was just three. Four had four vengeance and mercenaries. The mercenary subtitle historically meant what Rob just said, which was you're a small business owner. Mm. Uh, you are you are operating a uh, a mercenary company, which means that there are instead of just being a linear campaign where there's like 25 missions, you know, lined up one one to the, the next. Uh, there are uh, kind of randomly generated missions, a string of those that you can do. I guess the original um, MechWarrior 2 mercenaries actually just had like a bunch of kind of skirmishes and and uh, I don't think that they were proc gen, but they were, they were just like a bunch of different like micro campaigns that you could go on and kind of do missions for different companies, try to keep your bottom line intact, keep your people alive uh, uh, and paid. Um, and if you listen to us talk about Battletech, which is set in the same universe, that's a huge part of battle, last year's Battletech from Harebrained Harebrain Schemes. 
Um, and this, them, uh, uh, Piranha Games being like, we're going to make a mercenaries mech warrior game to me is like, okay, you understand what I, what first drew me into this franchise was what Rob just said, this combination of I'm a mech pilot, but also I am a manager. I am like trying to keep my, it's like, it's like a business sim at some, in some points. Um, and also obviously part of that business sim is like repairing your mechs, keeping your shit working. Um, and so high expectations, it's the big one. It's, it's going to be, it's going to have high, I'm going to have high expectations. It's going to be a thing that is like, yes. Uh Uh-huh. What's up? High, high hopes. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't, you didn't have anything else to add there. No, No, that was, okay. Uh, so in this game, you're actually a consultant, <laughs> and you just go around the inner sphere, right? Uh, making some difficult cuts. Yeah, uh huh. You're really just trying to increase local efficiency. services and infrastructure. <laughs> Mayor Pete is is gonna is gonna really uh, help things for the Draconis Combine. I think the Draconis Combine has seen some losses recently, some inefficiencies, some redundancies, and Mayor Pete is gonna figure out uh, how to how to reduce those redundancies. But not all of them. Because some redundancy is good. Uh, anyway, MechWarrior Five is a mixed bag for me as someone who has like such investment in this series who like some of my fondest childhood memories are going to mech warrior centers and like sitting in a big like plastic pod that looks like a mech uh cockpit and excuse me i've told this story you've not heard you've seen these have you not seen a battle pod before no I have, to, have you listened to this podcast before? I've told this you listen to Waypoint Radio before I know. you what are started we? producing it? I yeah. Did, do you listen to it while you produced it? Yes. Are you sure? I mean... If I show you a battle pod, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, those battle pods. <laughs> no. Maybe you've mentioned this and I just like didn't, didn't have the wherewithal to ask, wait, what is a battle pod? Oh, because boy. I don't know what a battle pod I've is. I've linked you a picture of a battle pod. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll link you the inside of a battle pod. It is a kind of like oval, like ovoid, is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, pod that you sit in and that inside there's Yo, like, the it's like, you know a steel battalion controller? Yeah. What if you could be inside of yeah. one? Yeah, holy shit. Uh, there's a billion buttons and pedals and joysticks and throttles. Okay, now, but do those all do something? Some of them do. Okay. I don't remember. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've been in Because that's a lot of fucking buttons. It is. I think a surprising number uh, of them do. Yeah, because there's a lot to do in Mech War. Like, it's yeah. a vehicle sim. Yeah, that's true. It's not just a first-person shooter, right? You're, you're, um, which I guess I should slow down and talk about this a, l- a little can bit. Can you use the Steel Battalion controller in Mech Warrior 5? Dog, you can barely use a HOTAS in Damn. Mech Warrior 5 right now. It's still... They sent patch notes out that they were like, hey, uh... Joystick support is really tough mm-hmm. under Unreal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't like where this is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're like, but we have added support for, and they list a bunch of joysticks, none of which is mine. They listed, I think, the old SciTech X52, which is that really sci-fi looking one that appears in like every TV show. It's like oh, the, one that's like, the this Wilhelm is a scream yeah. of props. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, well, they want to get don't it. list the SciTech X55 Rhino. Uh, which is modeled after the A10 uh, throttle and stick and just feels fan-fucking-tastic. God, that I love that looks thing. good. Yeah, I like the look of that. It's good. Austin, it has a weight. Okay. I'm the not, throttle has resistance. I don't want to buy a, a POTAS. I don't. These are expensive. Wait. But also, they're really cool po- looking. POTAS? A HOTAS. Okay, I thought you said POTAS. He said POTAS. Don't worry I don't, about it, Kato. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I mean... 
I mean, I'm not involved in any scandals. You can't prove anything. I'm not trying to buy a president. Uh, but if I were, you can believe it would be a good president. Um, the uh, Not a bad one who's shitty. Uh, so Mech Warrior is, and also Kata, you just have to let me talk to you about Battletech Centers after yeah. they were done. Because the they were dope. Um, Mech Warrior is, and always has been, a kind of a vehicular combat sim. Which is to say... Unlike something like Twisted Metal, also a vehicular combat game, but one where you're just like, I'm just driving around shooting stuff. What the fuck? What's the fucking deal? This is a game where you have to do things like care about whether or not your your mech overheats, um, group your weapons together in different firing groups so that you have like, okay, when I hit button one, I'm going to fire all of the medium lasers in my chest, but not the ones on my arms because those ones I can aim independently and get better shots because the ones in my torso can't articulate in different directions. Um, Rob is literally looking up in the sky in the distance, like towards a, an imagined distance and nodding with a <laughs> smile because of how good this shit is. Um, you have to, you have to, I, mean, I said the word torso twist, right? You're, um, you're a humanoid mech and that means that you can twist at the torso, which means you can move in one direction while turning and aiming in a different direction. Long before I was doing drive-bys in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> I understood how to move quickly past one direction and shoot in the other. So, uh, you know, it, it really life lessons is what I was learning from Mech Wow. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's a billion other things. Understanding your enemies, like, uh, parts break off. Like in Battletech, this, the tactics game from last year, uh, you can focus your fire on an enemy's leg to, to knock out the, the, their mech's leg or to make them kind of have to limp around. If you knock out both of their legs, they're dead in the water and they're knocked out. If you knock off their arm, you know, it means that they can't use the weapons on that arm. Stuff like that ends up being the kind of, like, blood and soul of this game. I just have to interject one quick thing Please. here, Kato, uh, for context. Yeah. Uh, the drive-by analogy is not a totally misplaced one in the Battletech world. When the clans show up with their honorable, uh, like, warlike traditions to fight the Inner Sphere, uh -huh. the Inner Sphere tries to meet them in open field combat, like conventional army, conventional army. Uh -huh. But they're so outclassed by the clans that what it takes is some Yakuza from the Draconis Combine yeah. to teach like the members oh. of the Combine military how to fight the okay. clans using gangster tactics from these streets. That's right. And the clans are like unable <laughs> to handle it. And they're like, shit, wow. I hate this. And then they start committing war crimes. Okay. And then the Inner Sphere is like, we got to do something about these clans yeah, I remember using even more guerrilla tactics from these streets. We really got to adopt the drive-by uh, doctrine <laughs> immediately. But then it the turns Korea. out the... Telecom Pope of Comcast? Comstar. Uh, yes. Uh, the Pope of Comstar is like, I have a secret army. And that handles the whole clan's problem. But yeah. the first thing that really stalls the clan advance is drive-bys and, uh, like, hits. Comstar cool. is so fucking cool. This, the setting the, the is so dope. The battle 2 k just something... If somebody just made a MechWarrior 2 k mm -hmm. game, mm -hmm. like... Oh, that'd be good if they just did just focused anyway. Uh, so <laughs> all of that is like the blood of this game. It is a first person vehicular combat game mm -hmm, mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you're piloting light to, to super heavy mechs, um, you know, running around uh, uh, the these various biomes, these different levels, shooting other mechs. Right. 
Um, in that way, in in when I when in that particular aspect of the game, it is pitch perfect. Or in any individual moment inside of that aspect, it is pitch perfect. Like when I am coming up over a ridge and I'm looking down and seeing a city, and my mission is to literally destroy that city, and like me and my lance of other mechs just launch a huge volley of LRMs that go flying into the buildings, and all of like the the you know steel and concrete comes flying off as they as the as the whole city is bombarded and then I see you know uh, a catapult come out and a catapult in the sense is a, a kind of a heavy mech not an actual catapult but it serves the same purpose as a catapult because it has two LRM 15s one on each shoulder uh, oh, which yeah, are yeah. which are kind of like long range missile launchers right. uh, and they can just like it can bombard back but if I close the distance quickly I can get within its minimum range and then there's no telling what I'll do I'll, I actually I, there is telling what I'm going to do is core it I'm going to blow the <laughs> fuck out of that thing or actually what I'm going to try to do is shoot it in the cockpit or the legs so that I can potentially salvage it and turn it into into my mech I had a question about I had, uh, about targeting in this game because mm-hmm. it's first person. Mm-hmm. I assume if you're playing on it's mouse and keyboard. I've been playing mouse and keyboard. Uh, it seems like you could core anything. So coring is in fact the most is like the you almost that's doing it the hard way around exactly because there's so much armor on the core. Gotcha. You can hit the core all day, but it's going to take you a lot of ammo to burst break right, through right, it. Right. Um, I, yeah. If I could, like, Kato, I think it's almost, FPS is not quite the right way to regard it's not. this. Like the, mm-hmm. the, like, yes, you are in a humanoid body, but, like, it's a flight the sim, thing that right? Austin is talking about, pardon? It's like a flight sim or a tank sim more. Yeah. And so the things that are really limiting you is, like, uh, the standard Battletech stuff that we've already talked about in previous shows about, like, heat management. Right. Uh, so, like, you you have to hit the center torso to, like, core something yeah, so yeah. many times that, like, in the cycle time of those weapons, in the heat you're going to produce right. as that comes in, uh, it becomes a really inefficient way to bring someone down a bit. Now, this is where the FPS analogy holds. That's, like, body shots in a shooter versus landing, like, headshots head yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Right, like, right, right. that's really where the money is. Yeah, um, But it's hard to you get are, consistent headshots yeah. in, in a game where, where things are actually literally moving around nonstop, right? right. And it's not, like, click... I, I've I've only ever like barely touched like this type of game before, and it fe- always felt like there's like a, a moment of like you hit it and then the lasers go. I mean, maybe it's just like depends on which one I, which one of these I played. But. Different weapons do have different weapon speeds, yeah. so like the heaviest hitting stuff tends to have like travel time. You're right. gonna fire a laser at someone; that laser is pretty instant. Right. But something like a PPC, which is kind of a heavy energy blast, or even an auto cannon, there's a degree of lead time. That you need to uh, associate or you need to you need to anticipate. Right. Um, the point is that part of this game is great in terms of just mechs slamming into mechs. Mechs, mechs slamming into buildings is like the secret selling point of this game. There's a <laughs> lot of walking. Th- I, I noticed in my review that uh, the, there's kind of like an NPC associated with every like uh, uh, settlement or facility you go to, and you get a lot of missions to go either destroy a few radar towers or comms towers, or straight up go destroy this city or this or this you know uh, military fortress uh-huh. or whatever. And there are a lot of missions where someone is like, that, "That's our business center. We need that." As you just like <laughs> hurl seven, literally seventy tons of metal through Eat some it, office park. Yeah, uh-huh, oh, no, exactly. Meetings room A through Z. I will say sometimes they say. 
that's a residential tower and you feel a little bad because why are you doing that? Don't do that for money. Uh, but you those those checks cleared and you are an amoral mercenary captain. So yeah. Yeah. life is cheap. Life is cheap. Save the metal, right? Um, the the stuff that doesn't work for me as well is the stuff that we started talking about at the top, which is like the mercenary the life of the mercenary stuff. Mm-hmm. If you played Battletech, you know that one, that's a very flavorful aspect of that game. Yeah. Because your crew is always getting up to shit. You're always like getting an event where some motherfucker decides that today is the day that they want to pull the armor plating off their bedroom and try to put it on their mech. And then you get a choice <laughs> as their captain to be like, yeah, yeah, go go ahead. Put your fucking walls on your mech, I guess. Or like, no, you can't do that. Sit the fuck down. We have engineers. Austin, you know what I realized the other day? What's that? There's this event in Battletech that I've seen three or four times. Pops up fairly regularly mm-hmm. about the ship is running out of coffee. And you mm-hmm. find two of your crewmen arguing over the last cup of coffee in the commissary. Yeah. And you have to decide who gets it. The third option is to brush path past both of them and take the coffee. Yes. I do not know any other res- like I do not know how the other resolutions go <laughs> if you do this if you encounter this event. The only thing I've ever done without meaning to. Uh-huh. I, like it occurred to me the last time where I was like, "Wait, I've never seen this resolve any other way." Um <laughs> And it's self-defeating. Your your entire crew gets low spirits if you take the coffee. Of course, because you're being have, an asshole. You've never not yet, taken uh huh. And yet the brand right. is strong. <laughs> the brand is strong. Oh my god. Uh but though so MechWarrior 5 does not have events like that. You certainly right. have a lance, you have a, a kind of squad of mech pilots that you could hire. Um, from kind of procedurally generated lists uh, in certain parts of the the map. When you go to an industrial hub, you can hire pilots. Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't have character outside of some lines that they say in missions that are pulled from a a kind of bag of of lines. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a story, but it is dry. Mm. It is like, to the degree that like, I wish I didn't even have, I wish my main character didn't have a voice. Because what they've given me is like 2011 gruff white dude, yeah. named Captain Mason, who's out for revenge. And like I don't – like especially coming off of Battletech where right. I ended up feeling really strongly about my character despite the fact that they didn't ever have a voice. Like because they had such good visual design, because there were like so many ways to make it feel like me like or like the character I was trying to play. Um, and because they were surrounded by so many great cast members. The The thing you lay out at the start of your review about, like, I swear to God, this setup has been used at least in Mech 4 Mercenaries, uh, but it's been used multiple times before. This notion of you're like a member of a semi-notable family that no one's ever heard of in the lore, and one day bad shit just rolls into town, kills your whole family, leaves you with some mechs, and it's time to go get justice. Mech warrior style. Um, that is the setup for like that is your archetypal mech game story. It's also mm-hmm. kind of the archetypal like this is your first BattleTech Mech Warrior combo RPG session you're running. That's like <laughs> enough. That's a standard story. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? Like it's it is, and I think the problem is if this game had come out before BattleTech, I'd be like, all right, cool. But even ba- BattleTech 
which has a very similar setup. It's just it's not your family. It's not your immediate <laughs> family that gets that gets hurt and killed. It's it's kind of an extended uh, like foster father figure instead of your actual father figure. And then they do a good job of tying it into larger political schemes and and questions about inheritance and blah blah blah. Um, this just doesn't do any of that. This is just like they're called the Black Inferno Squad and they're beating up farmers. Ooh. <laughs> like, and then you get a farmer with that. a frontier what? voice. It sounds that's really like, cool. Yeah, but you don't ever get to fucking talk to them. And instead, you have like a, a CO who, or not a CO, I guess she's like your XO, who is like, who is like vaguely space British and tells you that you have opportunities to go make money. And then sometimes Adam Jensen from Deus Ex calls you and he's like, oh, these cool. Black hey. Inferno motherfuckers, they're no good. That was actually a little more <laughs> Duke Nukem. I didn't mean to do Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem is not Adam Jensen. <laughs> Um, but that is basically what it is. It is literally that voice actor. It is the dude who played Adam Jensen in the new Deus Ex games. Uh, and like sending you recorded messages, never talking to anyone, hmm. just being like, here's another message for you, Commander. Black Inferno showed up in another galactic choke point and they fucked up a whole bunch of people. It seems no good. Anyway, if you can help my factories in this sector profit, then I'll give you another clue about where you can find Black Inferno next. I don't trust him at all. He's a... Press seven to delete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so the way the game is structured is you do a bunch of missions that are proc gen that take you to uh, maps that are either... I, I think that the maps are also procedurally generated. They have that look. You can see see where the tiles are fitted together mm -hmm. but I guess theoretically they could have been made in a map maker and then put in a big bucket of maps that get pulled randomly I don't know uh, and you do random missions and you do enough of those to raise your reputation uh, that then you get another story mission when your reputation levels up basically it's just one like reputation thing there's or... a reputation bar that like levels up it's like yeah. an experience bar yeah, basically yeah. Whenever but it's you... like because you had different kind of like levels of reputation in battle tech oh that's also right? that also exists there okay. is like there is like overall mercenary reputation gotcha. and then there is also relationship with the different gotcha. the five different major houses yeah. and those one I think you can game them I think you could play this game and end up with a map with heroic status with every single huh. house because I guess what you'd end up with is a really low reputation. Even Jamie Wolf couldn't do that. Well, the thing is, the thing is, you would end up with a really low pirate or you know mercenary or whatever uh, rep because whoever you're fighting against, their rep gets lower. But you could just take right. missions against pirates. You could stick around like the areas where mostly it's insurgents and pirates. But also, killing insurgents all day fucking sucks <laughs> because. I, I did get a mission a couple of weeks ago, or not a couple weeks, a couple of days ago. Feels like weeks. Uh, this this week, this week. Um, uh, about for House of the Owl, uh, who are kind of statists who have been drawn in when they were first created in the eighties. Lots of like Chinese stereotype. Lots of like. Well, they're very they're very much all anxiety about yeah. Maoism, particularly in light of the Cultural Revolution. Yes. So the initial portrait of Lao was that it was a once great nation that was destroyed by hmm. uh, almost pathological collectivism combined with a suspicion of intelligentsia and anyone who does like cool shit, they just kill them all. They just kill them all. Um, and so I was also, hired to go kill people who were doing literally yeah. I was hired by this by and like I think I want to note in this note, the only reason, Rob, the only reason I interrupt you here is because we could, you and I could talk about Battletech lore literally all day, yeah. um, uh, which would be great. <laughs> I shouldn't have End stopped note. you. We should have just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
In contrast, just disappears as when dark. <laughs> I think he just like does like the peace meme disappearing, <laughs> the invisible. Um, the the uh, also can I turn transparent? Is there's like a transparent <laughs> yeah, slider saying. on yeah, Discord video exactly. chat? And it's like bye. bye. Gotta go. <laughs> I will say if you even Patrick has heard us talk about how good the story and atmosphere of BattleTech is, um, uh, even Patrick knows that. <laughs> even Eli knows even how Eli good BattleTech is. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Rob. For linked up on this um, <laughs> shout out to Sean Elliott who by the way is working on the new Bioshock game a thing we learned this week which that's that's interesting Sean Elliott worked on Prey I we were talking about Eli Manning for different a Eli even Eli even Eli speaking of Eli Manning 116 <laughs> yeah losing record losing record uh, anyway wow that's like that's a dense 25 seconds of deep like <laughs> you have to really follow us to know anything we just said and also have to have listened to a podcast that came out 17 years ago I know it's a mess I love you all for listening what the fuck was I talking oh so so jobs you job. take them I took them I, I quashed a revolution uh, I quashed a hero of a revolution for House Lau and what I was saying was if you've heard us talk about Battletech before I've said the story there is great. The atmosphere is good. Is good there. And Rob, one of the things you pointed out when you first reviewed that game was there is stuff in the nineteen eight in the nineteen eighties like setting that maybe doesn't hold up to scrutiny to today's kind of norms and and kind of cultural sensitivities. Uh, this that was a setting that was very much made by a bunch of people looking at uh, a map of of like tropes and uh, and eighties action movie things and going like, you know what's fucking cool samurai samurai are fucking dope what if there what if it was set in the year you know in the in the 31st century but also samurai had come back and an entire culture what if japan had become the draconis combine like a dragon draconis ah and then also they had the code of bushido and they never liked to, to lose giri which means face but i can't say face i have to say giri honestly surprised they never had any sort of like laser katanas they, this this setting wouldn't allow for it. Yeah. Right? They might have like a monofilament katana or like a right. yeah. an ener- like so a energy. So they did have ninja who were like all like face covering like cyber visors. Yeah. Um, so they did have that. Yes. Do you mean the Draconis Elite Strike Teams? Anyway. Uh, the the Nekikami? Um, Is that? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So this game, Battletech did a great job of updating that stuff or making it feel... Like it was part of the world. Mech Warrior Five does not so much do that, or mm-hmm. like it doesn't make it seem as if like people believe this, but the the truth is more complicated. Like I've straight up gotten missions from the Draconis Combine about upholding the Code of Bushido, and like I get that there is an audience for which it's like I want that shit. I want that shit from 1985. Pump it into my fucking veins. <laughs> I, I'm not really that audience, yeah. or like. I just so enjoyed seeing how Battletech did it to the degree that it's like a foregone conclusion at this point that I feel comfortable while playing Battletech. Or not just comfortable, but I feel like good about the story and the world. It got me excited about a world I'd written off and moved past, even though I'd read some of those books when I was a teenager and loved them. I was like, ah, I guess I'm never going back to that world. But like, no, I absolutely am. I can't wait to see what more people do with it. And then this is just like, it just doesn't do anything with it. And when it shows up, it's like sketches from the most basic version of this world. Um, it's not offensive. It's rarely offensive, let's say. Uh, but it is but it is also just not moving in any way. Um, 
And maybe most importantly, once you get into these missions, one, there's a degree of repetition because there's only five basic mission types besides the story missions. And that's just going to happen. Um, those five mission types are like uh, uh, destroying a facility, or kind of like a, a demolition thing, a raid where you're going in to destroy like a particular part of a, a base or a, a location. Mm-hmm. Um a defense mission where it's like hang out here and fight, you know, uh, 17 people as they try to attack this base and try to keep the base from, from getting destroyed, the opposite of the destructive mission. And there's like a health bar for the base basically that decreases as the enemies blow through it. Um, uh, and then a ray or a war zone rather, which is like the same thing about defending a place, but you don't need to actually defend it. You just need to – it's a wave-based survival. It's like a horde mm. mode mission uh-huh. and you get extra payout the more – like mechs you kill you have to kill let's say 21 but everything after 21 is extra income for you and potentially extra salvage and then there's a fifth one which is assassination where you have to locate and kill like a named NPC. 21 is a lot of max dude so 21 21 units uh so it's spread between between ground like tanks aerotech fighters like planes Ooh. or not planes actually sorry it's just helicopters and vtols uh i yeah. guess the vtols are kind of planes um and uh and mechs but you will fight dozens of mechs in these missions which is one of my biggest problems is like the difficulty slider is basically a number slider. Like they, the way that they understand a powerful or difficult mission is let's throw more enemies at you. Let's throw bigger enemies at you. And that's certainly a way to do difficulty. But my favorite fights in anything MechWarrior, including MechWarrior Online, this, this team's game, previous game, is like a pretty evenly matched fight where enemies are acting smartly. And obviously with MechWarrior Online, that is an easy thing to do because it's just other right. players who know how to play this game. Right. And also, I haven't gone back to play Mech Warriors 2, 3, or 4. This could be this could be rose-colored glasses. You know what I mean? Maybe I was just bad at that game. Uh, but so many of the fights in this game turn into scrums where you're like, everyone is mixed together. There aren't necessarily clear battle lines. Um, there's not really like the sort of... It doesn't, in, it doesn't engender the sort of interesting vehicular combat that the the systems are set up for right um but when it works and it does work sometimes it is incredible like i had a mission the other day that i was telling rob about where i had to protect this little this little town uh underneath a ridge on a in a kind of a winter uh biome this kind of like this like you know uh snowy mountainous region and it was like a long plane like imagine a football imagine like five football fields right because uh-huh. it was like 500 actually imagine a thousand football fields like it was like a kilometer in distance on Mm -hmm. on either side of it uh and then about 500 meters uh uh, kind of horizontally um it was it was like tucked on the side like imagine like the 50 yard line of the space i'm talking about it was like off to the side up against the sideline and at that sideline was a ridge that went right over it like just above it which gave me like a little like nice little protective vibes it was almost like i was a shield above it and i had a mountain to my back so i knew nothing was coming from that direction Mm-hmm. But enemies were coming in from either end of that football field, basically, huh, yeah. uh, or across the field from me uh, where there was a forest. And they were getting like sky dropped, like drop shipped in there and trying to move through the forest to the city. And my whole team was outfitted with like some pretty good long distance weapons. And so it was a lot of like trying to snipe through the woods, trying to like hit them through the snow in the distance as they were approaching. And some of these things had huge kind of close-up, like, mech shotguns. It's like, if they get within range, we are fucked. Like, and there's so many of them in this case where it's like, not a shooting gallery, but it was like a a really great hold the line.
line, like seven samurai style mission that, you know, lasted 12 minutes, but was a really strong 12 minutes. And in this case was 12 minutes in a set of like three or four hours of really good missions. The proc gen just worked. Like it put me in situations that were good. The enemy difficult, enemy AI um, seemed to be stronger in those missions. And mm. I didn't hit any of the bugs that, that normally fucked the, this up. Um, and then like immediately after this like three hour long, like, wow, maybe I was wrong about this game. Sprint, I then got a war zone mission where mm. I had to fight like 35 mechs or 30 mechs or something, uh, or enemies rather. Uh, and then it includes the worst bug in this game, which is sometimes... Enemies don't land by dropship across the way and a little copse of trees. Sometimes they just teleport in. They spawn in immediately behind you. And it sucks. What? It's like, I don't know. I, listen, I guess joysticks are hard and unreal. I don't know if spawning is hard and unreal too. <laughs> but in a game that is so much about material weight, about yeah. like heavy machines, about like, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh tactics, territorial tactics, tactics about about the geography of the space, having a, an 80-ton mech just suddenly appear where you are weakest without the without even, like, the sound effect. It's not even like it goes like, we're dropping a ship, uh, we're dropping a mech behind you, uh, pretend it's, okay, bye. It just instantly <laughs> is there, and, like, my back is lit up by a salvo of, like, heavy cannon fire, Shit. and it's like how did you fuck this one? This is the thing you cannot fuck up here. If you're going to throw endless mechs at me to fight, you have to at least make them feel like they're appearing because the game is still hard when it wants to be, when, if you're not managing a situation well. Like, if someone is behind you with a shotgun, you're going to get fucked up. I don't care how much armor you have. You probably sort of don't have it on the back of your mech because that's not where you're supposed to get shot. Um, and like that, that stuff sucks so bad and it sucks so much joy out of the game. Fixing that one bug would have improved my time with this game immeasurably, mm-hmm. but it happens every third mission or something have like that. Have they called it a bug? I, have n- I don't think so. Like, is it a uh, bug but, but or is audience, it just that they're spawning things and it doesn't make sense? They, it might be that the spawning, the spawning, like, uh, I, I'm calling it a bug. What I really mean is the spawning is bad. Yeah. Uh, it's like playing it. It's like playing a, a first person shooter, like a multiplayer F- FPS game where someone spawns behind you. Right. Except you're playing a single player game and you're playing a single player game where someone spawning behind you could end, could like fuck up your, could make you lose a weapon you really love right. permanently. Right. Because if you lose a weapon in this game, it's gone. Like maybe you can right. replace it with an equal thing, but there's definitely weapons I've had. Like uh, I got a mech pretty early on, Rob, that had a uh, pulse pulse lasers, which are like mid to late game type things. They're like powerful lasers that pulse and do extra damage. Um, so you see, and they're Kato, gone. the issue with traditional beam laser weapons uh-huh. is that the vapor and steam they generate as they make impact begins to dissipate the power of the beam. But I pulse see. lasers are timed to let that clear between shots, and so all the energy of the laser is, is gonna make it done through. to the target. Right, yeah, it's quite. Gotcha. It's a it's a it's a brilliant piece of lost talk. <laughs> Patrick falling back in his chair. <laughs> Love it. Oh, it's, it's out of focus, like an indie film. I love it. Uh, he's waving goodbye. Uh, yeah, I so have, that is a thing. Go ahead. So a couple of like points of clarification. Yes. You, you're part of a lance. Yes. Do you have AI? Are the AI you have on three, your mission? You can have up to three other AI with you, which is gotcha. weird when you're fighting. Sometimes 
up to you know thirty other enemies. Right. You know what I mean? Never yeah, at yeah. once, but but throughout the the way it works tends to work is like a you know what it reminds me of is XCOM, where you know in XCOM where it's like oh there will be a a, a pod of enemies right. that get activated um, here instead of activating mm-hmm. them by well sometimes on some maps like the ones where you're trying to hunt down a specific NPC to kill you have to go to different map different points on the map mm-hmm. and it is if the enemies spawn in when you get there maybe they're there already but once they once they're know where you are they're gonna fight you to the death they right. are not gonna right. like leave you alone and so you can absolutely run around these maps and just like get you know 10 different mechs chasing you around um, which can and will lead to a crash uh, I've learned Ooh. unfortunately again I've definitely hard crashed three or four times in this game Oof. over around 25 hours um, so two other question regarding that then uh are there any interactions with those AI? Like there are basic commands. You can tell okay. either all of them or any individual one to follow you, like form up on you, to not use weapons if you want them to not use weapons, uh-huh. which I've never seen a situation where that's particularly useful. Um, to or to attack your target. Uh, or to go to a location. So there have been times I've been like, all right, you two close-up brawler-type mechs, hold this choke point. Just sit here in the middle of the city. Um, I really like the urban fights in this game, by Mm -hmm. the way. They're so claustrophobic. Being Mm -hmm. in a big mech that's like your shoulders are literally rubbing up against two different skyscrapers is very cool. But yeah, you can like, hey, hang out here. If enemies show up here, you'll see them. Or I've done the thing where like it's a defense mission. I put one person on each side of a city just so that like our radar will see an enemies uh, as soon as they come in because otherwise they just won't. Um, but dog, I've had, I've had like defense missions where I'm in a city I'm supposed to defend and you know, the first three waves, the enemies are coming from the West over, you know, some mm-hmm. hill or whatever. And then suddenly another uh, uh, lance will appear and those appear in the middle of the city as if they were hidden here all along. And if there was a <laughs> bit of dialogue that was like, I guess they were hidden here all along, I would at least be like, cool, you hand waved your broken spawn system. Right. But it's not. It's just like suddenly 80 tons has been in this on this avenue that you've been walking back and forth. Right. For the whole mission so far. Uh, yeah. It's so frustrating. But uh, yeah, you can do those basic commands. Uh, past MechWarrior games have gone, like you used to be able to be like, go in this formation. You can't huh. do that here. I would love to be able to have like my close-up mechs in front of me while I moved or something like that. But that is not the case. Um, uh, do the pilots have stuff? Yeah. The they, way that they're doing Battletech? Like, they have basic stats. Yeah. They basically have like, uh, how good are they with lasers? How good are they with bullets? How good are they with missiles? And then they have how fast are they? And then two kind of like, I mean, like this is the stuff that all these next three are actually all kind of goofy. How much damage do they do? How uh, much def- How what is their defensive characteristic? And then like, what is their, um, uh, uh, how much, how fast do they move? They basically have like a speed defense and damage uh-huh. skills. And like, I don't know why, I don't, I I don't mind it. It's, the truth is, I don't mind it. But it, it, in fiction, it's hard to understand yeah. why you pulling a, the trigger on a gun would do more damage than me pulling a trigger on a gun. Right. It's a gun. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I mean, you can see the seams between where armor I guess was so. welded. And yeah, so, that's that's <laughs> the, that is it. It's easy to the thing is it's easy to buy that in BattleTech where right. the it is not a physics simulation. Right here, it's like mm, okay, or like well, their accuracy was more like wasn't it more like the things that are spread will like cluster closer, cluster something like things that. like that yeah, yeah, where yeah. like it's yeah. less like 
the I don't mind her it. damage. It's, yeah. I, I, the thing that I like about it is that you can have a character. The characters have different maximum skill potentials, mm-hmm. so you can hire someone who has like a maximum of thirty points between all these things, uh, and 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 yet maybe is terrible at missiles. They have like one point in missiles, and that's the maximum they can get. And it's like, all right, Captain Butts, you're just never gonna be. My missile person, sorry. Uh, also ripped to Captain Butts, who died on me a couple nights ago. I didn't Damn. name Captain, but you know, poor so, one. So, yeah, when you were mentioning earlier the the the, the like lack of kind of story of uh, events, the way that BattleTech has, I was like, well, what about the XCOM model where like as you like gain pilots, even if there <clears throat> aren't interactions with them, like do you can you still form that sort of like. <sighs> You know, like their stories very you tell lightly, about so and so. Very, because very lightly or... because, because there's not, it's rare, you're not doing unique things in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about something like, or like XCOM, where you're like, or Battletech, where it's like, whoo, we were fucked until Valravin saved us with those three shotgun blasts at right. the end of that mission. Low chances, but all of them hit. That doesn't, re- one, if it happens, it's hard to notice right. because it's an action game, sure. because it's still like, Across the map, someone goes like, my kill went critical. I'm like, all right, I guess you killed someone, and it went critical, so it blew up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I saw the flashing light. That's cool. But, that's, <laughs> but I, it was it didn't feel like you saved the day because, in general, the verb you're doing is the same thing over and over right. again. Um, there are different voice actors for, like, there's probably, I want to say, 20 different, like, voice actors for your, your Lance mates, and some of them have a great deal of character in terms of the way that they talk, mm-hmm. um, and there's, uh, you know, in general, there's, like, stuff that they say during combat. There's always one thing someone in your Lance says when you first arrive on a planet, or if it's, like, a beautiful autumnal valley, you know, uh, map of, like, man, I'd love to get out get out of my mech and just walk around these, these beautiful woods, <laughs> or... If you're on like a sulfur planet, it's like this stinks. This smells so bad. I hate this. Um, stuff like that, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of those, and each character seems to have a bunch of them per biome. And there's a little bit of character there, but it never feels like that was Captain Butts talking. Right. It just feels like that was a voice actor who's adding a little flavor. Yeah. Um, so I not really. Yeah. Um, the find the thing I find alarming here is that if Austin Walker can't project personality yep, and right. life into yep, this yep, game, that's why I asked. Then like <laughs> who the fuck I'm can? sitting there like, uh oh. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> not it's not there. Like the character and personality comes from the mechs, it comes from the cities. Again, the character and personality, things like the the farmer being like our combine harvester or whatever. <laughs> That okay. There's a little bit of character there. Um, I will say that a thing that bugged me is the like reliance on they're just a frontier farmer doing their best, working for a mega corporation who they don't like very much. But and there's like a degree of self knowledge in that. But there's a lot of like front the the people on the frontier are just trying their best out there. That's like uh mm, ah mm. Which who's frontier? We really got to know what. What do you mean yeah, by also, the frontier? Actually, the nature of BattleTech is that the frontier isn't really a thing that exists. It's not real. Yeah, like right. BattleTech is a fallen and collapsed nation state that's been like plunged into a centuries long civil war that carved out new national identities. But the idea of oh, this was. This was Terra Incognita, yes. and now we've got these farmers here tilling the land. No, everyone's like – the thing I find really compelling about the setting is that there's not just 
fucking homesteaders pulled from straight from a western. That is, they are all over this game, all Rob. They are all <laughs> oh, over this sucks. game. That's uh, it is like constant. It is exactly that sort of like space western adjacent type shit. Um, uh, or at least they're all over the first, let's say, ten hours of this game. They're all there's a lot of them in, in Davion like territory, and then you get out of that, and then it switches to be a little more urban when you go into a different zone. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's different. Yeah. There's kind of each each. I don't even have enough time to get into all the other stuff around the structure of this game. I do recommend people go read the review because I get into stuff around, like, the economy that I don't have time to bring up here. But, like, I don't think a lot of that stuff works. But the bones are Did you hear good. that, Patrick? If you want to know more, you can read yeah. Austin's review. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Uh, I know you're interested. I know you probably are just overwhelmed with questions and can't figure out which one to ask. Uh yeah, I wouldn't know where to start, and I just figured we'll just have to do it offline. Yeah, we could just, you know, yeah, I'll get you caught up. on one time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to you know you know, start it amongst the... I'll send you a one sheet that can kind of get you like caught up. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I have a lore Bible that I think would be a good second step. Um, and then, you know, you study that. We'll do some quizzes. And then maybe a little bit after that, I think maybe you'll be mm, ready to play a game. I have a better idea. Oh, sure. I think I know how to get everyone into this. Yeah. Um, I will run yeah. a combination MechWarrior Battletech uh, RPG campaign. Great. Well, Rob, I would love that. Great. That would be great. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, Patrick, would you like to be the intelligence officer for <laughs> a lance of scrappy uh, mercenaries? I'm, does like, that mean I stay I, behind? Uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, but it does mean you have homework between sessions. You will have to, like, I am going to give you stacks of fake intelligence data and, like, blurry satellite imagery. And sometimes there will be lies on those. And you'll have to discern lies. what little secrets I might be holding back for the party on the next on the next mission. What is the truth anyway? Telling you know lies. what I'm saying? <laughs> Telling lies, Battletech edition. <laughs> I, I got a good Damn way. It. Here we go. Here's a good way to, here's a good way to get us all caught up. Uh, uh, Kato, can you, can you bring this up? I just linked the opening to the 1990s Battletech cartoon. I feel like this it, will uh, be. Excuse me. I think this oh, will. That's not good. I this is think a this thing will that help, exists. Help get everyone on the same page. Uh, this is yeah. The the Somerset Strikers, baby. Can you hold on? Can, yeah, hold on. Uh -huh. yeah, we're gonna need to. This is from 1994. There were some dope toys. This game or this uh, this show had some dope toys. Oh right, this is back in the era of like. Oh, hold on, sorry. That's the yep. We're gonna have to person. wait. Give me. We're gonna have to wait. You can watch. You should wait. Wait. I'm gonna wait. We're we'll gonna wait. wait. We'll just talk more about Battletech. Yeah. And Mech Warrior. I was gonna. Yeah. I, right. I actually legitimately had a, another a couple other questions. Please. Go ahead. Uh, multiplayer. There is co-op. Co-op. I've not had a chance to play it yet. Okay. There's no matchmaking in the game. Mm, and the only people okay. I know who had this game were Rob, who was here yeah. and so couldn't play it. Yeah. And Charlie Hall from Polygon, who I only we only are just now making plans to try to play this game. Okay. But no competitive. Can you do like as can you do full four person lance? Hmm. I don't know. I believe so. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can join someone else's campaign. You can be like, I'm going to be one of your other pilots. Yeah. I believe. What if we did a really intense RP? And we just like, like play out missions. Right. It wouldn't be good because the missions aren't good enough. Damn. I can say authentic things. <laughs> like We can just RP. I will slaughter wow. these these money-grubbing Lyran a bastards. Battletech? I mean, there has to be a Battletech RP. Uh, yeah, that was not a bit. The okay. Bob was not doing yeah, it's called MechWarrior. It's called MechWarrior. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, so BattleTech was the tabletop uh, like war game, yeah. And then Mech Warrior was the role playing system that oh, rather than just controlling the mech, you are the Mech Warrior in this. It's about the the person. Oh. Uh, but Mech Warrior was a very like 
uh, no surprise, really. It was given that it was um, Fossa that was making it, but it was also a sort of shadow run inflected RPG and, mm. and imagining of the world. You didn't just have to be a mech warrior. You could be other memorable character archetypes <laughs> from the uh, Battletech universe, like uh, mech engineer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, thief. Uh, assassin commando you know, uh-huh. classic mech warrior shit gotcha um that is in its fifth edition now and now i think huh. they've they've dropped mech warrior from the title it is now called uh battle tech a time of war uh i think the last one that came out was uh, a I, few years ago now 2009 was yeah. the last time catalyst updated okay, this so I, I associate mech warrior with the the action games right. and the hero clicks uh, tabletop version that was Mech Warrior Dark Age that was the only tabletop uh, battle tech I had touched. Fair, which uh, well, I, that, that was the one that introduced me. <laughs> that was the one that introduced me into the was the hero clicksy. Yeah, yeah, because uh, somebody Warrior. brought it to the D and D club one time. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? this? Is great? I have to measure things with a <laughs> tape measure. Yep. I love it." Yep. <laughs> Uh, that thing seemed really cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was also like, yeah, it was like fun and also really kind of easy because you the way you kept track of stats was the little base, you know. So like, I was a lot. Of I've heard great things about that that click system. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, I was the problem here. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. they rolled it out as they tore up the chronology. Mm. Uh, they basically just they they ended all their plot lines all at once, and they uh-huh. introduced the dark age setting. Yeah. Which right. thirty years later, somehow all the plots that you just spent the last like ten years being invested in. Uh huh were gone and no longer mattered. And Ooh. at the time, this seemed improbable it's to me. Like a how reboot, could, soft reboot. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't imagine, like, how could the galaxy unite to defeat, like, the clan threat? Mm-hmm. And then in the space of 30 years, everything goes to shit, and they just, like, the worst fucking people in the galaxy somehow take it over, despite being uh-huh. just enormous pieces of shit on the margins. At the time, I was like, that's unrealistic. <laughs> it is an unworthy foundation for the Dark Age setting. Uh, like, but 30 now novels I later. <laughs> yeah. Jor- Jordan Wiseman, uh, you know, always ahead of the curve. I mean, it was also the system was like it took the Ameritrash Battletech system and kind of threw it out the window. Mm -hmm. And like Kato, when you saying, oh, the Battletech I played was really like easy and fast paced and kind of intuitive. Couldn't be me. I'm like, yeah, I was like, no, Battletech is meant to be played with you frantically flipping between 12 different combat (laughs) resolution tables. Yeah. How many dice did you roll when missiles went off? Because let me tell you, it should be a thousand dice to see if components were hit, to see if each missile hit. But instead it was pretty much always 3d6. And then they just found different ways to combine them. Like in modified roles. That sounds like a fun time. And also, I, th- I think Max I mentioned this before, is that they, and one of the things I would be interested in seeing in the next iteration or a future Battletech game is the, like, ground troops and other vehicles, like, being, like, I would love... doing a group of that and mixed in with the yeah. mechs, like, having those, having that scale no and one's difference really in power well, right? be really, right, like, it feels like the mechs will just stomp everything, which they probably would, but I think it's about like numbers. And I wonder you know? if it's the opposite thing, which is that if you gave me some of the fucking tanks I have to fight in Battletech, uh-huh. none of those missions would be difficult because I just wouldn't charge. I would simply not walk <laughs> under the mechs that would step on me, right? Which right, is what right, their right. tanks do because they're not necessarily run well. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you think Patrick's ever coming back? Do you think it's just us now? Yeah, no, he's, he's back. Gone. I'm looking at him on this video. I've been back. Oh, we don't <laughs> have video. I, I didn't click back to Discord. Yeah. No, here's, here's I've got the fucking video he's full been, screen still. Patrick didn't want to interrupt. He was wrapped. Uh, I see. Like, I could just tell. Um, <laughs> see how big his eyes are? Um, no, I don't. They're no, Kato still has not. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do you okay. want to go anyway, back? No, we're we should watch this video. Yeah. Let's watch this video and then end the segment. <laughs> this is the Battletech opening on YouTube from the 1994 cartoon. Three, two. Wait. No? What do you mean, wait? <laughs> Three, two, one, click, right? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, click. This is the inner sphere. Thousands of planets colonized by humankind. Once there it, it is. Under That's the home. But for the last 300 years, it has been consumed by savage wars. Until a new enemy appeared. Mysterious invaders known as... The clans. Motherfucker has knees. Yeah! Oh, CG! CG! So you thought it was a shitty children's cartoon? Bam. Cutting it. Damn. Fucking drop that beat. When that fucking, like, for real house music beat for a second there, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, that's oh, wow. Tron. This is Tron. <laughs> Yeah, I love when we track the missile in. Oh. Now, every time they brought up this 3D, like, uh, CG stuff, that, that, they would always be like, turn on image man. enhancement. Oh, right. They would sell that, right? They would say, like... Oh, why? Like, the animation was suddenly going to change to 3D instead of just the... Image enhancement. It's image enhancement. Because yeah. the perfectly legible cartoon <laughs> was, like, just too chaotic. It Like, you needed those wireframe <laughs> animations so to bad. really, like, also, bring clarity. Because this is, this is this is like, even probably pre-Beast Wars, right? Like, this looks even yeah. worse. Oh, definitely. Like definitely. Like Beast Wars animation. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair, Beast, well, Beast, Wars, Beast, Wars, Beast Wars at least had, like, backgrounds. Like, <laughs> all this animation is, Gradient. is just, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in, that, I'm in that desert section from Kingdom Hearts they keep going back to, and instead there are just mechs. Yeah, oh, God, so you're saying that? it's better. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not arguing like that, like, heaven. Beast Wars. What's that game? Battlefields. Like what? The, it, the wireframe mech, uh, not mech, tank game that you could play on the Battle internet. Zone. Battle Zone. Battle Zone? <laughs> play on the internet. Yes, Battle so Zone. So I've been meaning for uh, ages That's the to go only place I've ever played RTS Battle Zone. <laughs> Those games are good. I'm Drew Scanlon, big fan. Friend of the show. Uh, we should wrap up our Mech Warrior talk. Does anyone else have any video games before we take Wait, a break? Wait, I had another question. Oh, wow. This is, I mean, this is a ridiculous, I mean, I just, no, I'm just getting no, into the weeds it. on I'm this here, shit. I'm here but, for it, baby. No, um, talk about mechs all day. One of the... One of my favorite, like, well, and because this is, like, you're always in a lance with other people, and I guess yeah. this is um, probably not a thing that happens in this one, but can you can you scout and do, uh, like, it's just not that long-range attacks? You can do long-range attacks. Like, well, like, the, the idea of, like, ha sending someone to scout for things and, like, keeping people behind a, a, like a, a mage or something, or something, and then, like, go Mech over. Online lets you do that missile lock shit, 100%. Right? Like, Mech Warrior Online missiles. was so good at that, or, like, the tag system, or the, right. the NARC system. Narcs is the, NARC is the uh -huh. name of the missiles that you launch that hook onto an enemy. But it also and narcs out your it, position. It also narcs out their position. Wow. It's very good. It stands for some bullshit. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's great. It's right up against the line of corny. Right, it's good. right. Um, the you could you actually narc launchers are in this game. Huh. Tag, the tag system is in this game. You could theoretically you could be the scout. You could have like a bunch of long range missile people right. behind you. Tell them to wait in a position, target something. But then I think once you tell them to attack, uh -huh. 
they'd probably break from that position. You don't have like a map. It's not like Valkyria Chronicles or XCOM or you're, you're not like moving units around. Right, right. And so there's a limit to what you can you I guess I'm, even I guess send... I'm considering maybe the, the co-op imp- like implications here of like yeah. you, can, you can assign different like, yes, you know, like, I think in co-op that stuff works all the way, sure. and then an atlas appears seven feet behind you, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, yeah. that was worth it," uh-huh. because the the reinforcements aren't real. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. they're not yeah. on the map already and coming in. That to me would be the ideal. Would be like, "Hey, everything is already on this map. It has to move across this map, or has to be airdropped in, and that airdropping in, that kind of drop shipping in, is noticeable because a big drop ship shows up, right. and they come out of it, and so like." That is one of those two systems would have been would have been preferable instead of them literally being spawned in. Right. I understand why you it's hard to make a game where like you're just tracking mechs off screen at all times, uh, but that seems much more like the thing that would feel that would support the thing you're talking about. Right. But because the way waves work, because the way incoming enemies work is they just get spawned in as if it's a horde mode, and I get it. Like they haven't made a single player game ever before. Like so, I get why they lean towards things that look like horde modes, um, uh, but it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't sustain over the course of a full mission. Right. Uh, and also, I didn't say it here, but like the first seventeen hours of this game for me were a fucking cakewalk. There's like a couple huh. of difficulty spikes, but just like I, you're killing dozens of mechs in those early missions wow. because you're just like uh, for me at least I was unstoppable until I hit like rank eight. And then it was like, ooh, okay, they tuned up the, they turned up the difficulty here. Mm-hmm. Enemies are a little bit smarter. They're not just running in circles around me where I just shoot their legs out from under them. They're not just. Are they all like around the same weight class as you too? Like, is that in stuff? general? Yeah, because yeah. there's a weight class maximum in this. Gotcha. You can't just drop your heaviest shit every time. Right. You have to drop. So like, oh, this is a 230 ton mission. You can only field up to 230 tons. I don't know why my employer would tell me how heavy the mechs I can drop are, but I understand it as a balancing situation. Um, I'd rather a soft thing where it's it's more expensive to drop heavier mechs. I'd Mm -hmm. rather like a soft uh, um, kind of enforcement of that idea. Um, But yeah, like I've never had, I've never had money trouble in this game. I've never had uh, a situation where it's like, oh no, I'm I'm having a hard time putting my mechs back together. I've never had to engage with the stuff that's about like, make sure you go to an industrial hub to repair your shit until I got it to like eight and nine. And at that point it's like, oh, those systems turned on finally. And, like, I still don't really need them, but, yeah, I'll start to engage with them. So, again, more of that stuff in my review. You can go read that on the site. Um, and, Kato, we can talk whenever because yeah. we work together. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, sorry, you too also. If you, Patrick, if you have any other questions, definitely you know where to reach me uh, yeah. to help got, you. I've got a notebook over Good. here. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Kato's got questions about co-op. Right. And I think this weekend you guys are probably going to answer a lot of those. Me and uh, Patrick. So forward to hearing about it. On- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Patrick and Kato. Patrick yeah. and Kato, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Report yeah. back, uh, Commander. Anyone else play any video games before we take a break? Well, at this point, well, should we just take okay, a break? What's up? So, at this point, we should take a break. We can just. I have several game awards things we can talk to. Kind of. I know we're supposed to spoil Life is yeah. Strange, but this was originally going to be like, oh, we'll have a shorter podcast, no. and then we'll just bring it out. Forgot the next one happening. Was happening next warrior happened. Uh, I did too, but I forgot we were podcasting today. You thought it was a different day than it is. So I thought it was Wednesday. Yeah, that's. I was Fair. up late watching. I was I was up late watching The Mentalist, and then I couldn't sleep because what I saw was so disturbing. God bless. We can't get into Mentalist discourse here. Uh, Stop. No, let's we're gonna take, take a, break, a break, and then and yeah, we'll come we'll back briefly talk about some games. And there's some game award stuff we can get into because we'll record this before that award show happens. But I have a couple of things we can talk. All right, about.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Patrick, what's, what, what games do you want to talk about? All right, here I'll I can send game awards. Sh- we'll, do, we'll do it. This is this like uh this is like the game awards. Uh, I'm gonna simulate this for us right now. Okay. Um, I can send you. Okay, so don't look at the um. You're gonna open up a, a Google Drive file and just don't look at the file name at the top. Okay. You know, just like download just full and run it. it. <laughs> yeah. Turn on administrative uh, can, access. Uh yeah, don't make it public, please. Um, I guess that's just gonna show. Okay. Well, if you can just click it. I'm just going to click it. I'm just going to close my eyes and start clicking things on my computer here. All right? I haven't looked okay. yet. Don't worry about Kato, it. did you? Yeah. I didn't you? look at anything. Okay. I have it. What is this? I stopped it. It's going to... Okay. I heard someone gasp. I think I know what this is. Okay. It is full screened. Okay. All right. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, zero. Wait, wait, wait. What's that sound? There it goes. Wait, no. Three, two, one, click. Three, zero two, is not a number. Well, the zero is the, I, the, zero is the click. Three, zero is the number. two, one. One click. May contain content inappropriate for children. There was a time when you were heartless, brutal, a monster. And I'm proud of you for changing all that, but I'm here to ask you to be those things once more. Host? For them. For me. Can I count on you? Like that synth, like this lighting. Can I count on you? Always. Oh, right. Okay, sure. Interesting. Huh. Huh. Uh, So, yeah. So, for the the audience, it was not The Wolf Among Us 2. Yeah. Um, So, I have a... uh, Let me pull up this uh, PDF. That answers some questions that you might have about... A game from Telltale from a studio that does yeah, not exist what? anymore. Yeah, what? Uh? Well, I mean, I guess does ex- like right. It got acquired. I forget the actual machinations, but you know, like they they went under and then you know uh, someone bought them and said they were bringing them back. Uh, but everyone they, was was fired. Yes, right? yes. Like yes. everyone lost their job, which Every, is why. Yes. So this is this is but yeah. So Telltale, I think at this point is mostly just like a like a front, right? Like they, they they're selling the games, <laughs> but I don't. But I mean, like, I don't think I don't know how much like Telltale is like staffing up as an individual studio. So like, this game is made uh, in collaboration with a studio called Ad Hoc. Um, and so, why Ad Hoc? Says this 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 fact announcement fact. Uh, Ad Hoc is a creative house whose team includes several former Telltale uh, employees. They're instrumental on the first Wolf game, including the lead writer, narrative director, uh, game direct uh, Pierre Charette. Uh, game directors Nick Herman and Dennis Lenar. And Wolf One's composer Jared Emerson Johnson. Um, of course, like second question, which is like the first, like especially for Waypoint. Like, excuse me, excuse me. Question: Are you bringing back any other former Telltale yeah. employees? Because <laughs> they're not an answer. Okay. Uh, there is, uh, as we announced back in August. Well, I mean, 
there are words. Um, it's <laughs> back in August. It is our plan to grow uh, slowly and very strategically, and we'll be looking to hire or to work with key talent from the previous company when and how we can, whether it's your hire, contract, or partnerships. Sarah Guinness, former Telltale Games Director of Operations, has been filling that same role and heading up our North Carolina office. Uh, and we have just hired Zach Litton, Telltale's uh, former VP of Engineering, as Telltale's CTO. We'll be recruiting additional full-time staff next year as production ramps up, and we are prioritizing former Telltale employees. We'll have positions open in Malibu and uh, Corta Madera. Uh, Where was Telltale based? Wasn't it Bay Area? Yeah. Um, Sounds like this is like, yo, let's get out of the Bay Area. Um, We should have more news on this uh, front uh, soon. Smart, but don't love to be invited to reapply for my old job and and to relocate. I mean, it is like, but, you know, on some level, like if they are actually like giving, you know, if you try to give some measure of benefit of the doubt, like if they are actually prioritizing folks like that, um, that's good. I mean, it's like obviously how Telltale went under is fucking tragic and terrible. But that may also not be on these people, right? Like that. That's is what I mean, a, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like this is the the dirtbag business people that um, you know essentially lied to a group of uh, people as that studio went under. So and I I liked The Wolf Among Us. It did have a great soundtrack. Like that synthy soundtrack was like. The aesthetic was a huge part of the appeal of that first season. Um, Is that based off like a Vertigo comic? Fables. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a prequel to Fables, which I've never read. Um, I don't know huh. uh, how good or good or not good it is. In, but I liked the, you know, I, it, this was during a time where like I was more or less just playing everything Telltale put out because uh, my wife really enjoyed playing those games. And I was yeah. like, oh, cool. Like it's impossible to, she's just not interested in games, really, and so we just played everything Telltale put out, including that garbage Game of Thrones game. Oh my um, god, I forgot that existed. Although I may, although I managed to convince her to stop playing it like two episodes in. <laughs> so like, this is bad. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so yeah, all right. So that's one. Uh, let's see. I have another here. Let's see. Mm-hmm. This is a real low-hanging fruit. When you get pre-briefed on on games, it's not usually the big stuff. So <laughs> this is we're really covering uh, uh, easy ground here. All right, here we go. This one you don't have to be like you don't have to hide your eyes. Oh, there is an interesting wrinkle about it. I mean, I don't even know what I I'm what? seeing the name, but I don't know Oops. what the fuck this is. Oops. So I, it's okay yeah. that I I'm on the page. You know uh, yeah, you're fine. There's no yeah. like, there's no big su- surprise reveal here, except for like a interesting marketing bit. That okay, we'll, you'll see. All right, uh, so we're, uh, we're up. Before, I guess people for people who are watching this or listening to this after the fact, listening, we're watching the Godfall trailer, which is a new Gearbox publishing. Ah, uh, okay. So. Ready? Three, All right, ready. Two, one, go. Actual in-engine footage. There's a guy running through a church, a cyber church. Cyber it looks church. like uh, what was what was that um, uh, um that iOS game that Epic and uh, yeah no it looks exactly Infinity like Blade that. Infinity Blade yeah. chair Infinity Blade yeah very PlayStation there's a PlayStation logo that's weird well it'll become clear in a minute ah the One Ring except it's a wait Claymore. Is that the in- Is that Infinity Blade? Yes. 
It's not. It's but yes. Thousand. Basically, <laughs> if you haven't seen this round, just conjure in your mind Infinity Blade. And it looks like the Infinity Blade a lot. Right now. Wait, it looks right. like looking at like a bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that the hey, Infinity Blade? Is there a Hydra up there? What's going on? That's a Hydra. Okay, that's not a god. Just knock that sword over on top of that Hydra. That's probably what you do, honestly. Patrick, is the twist that this is Infinity Blade? No, it's coming. There's not really a twist. PlayStation Five and PC. PlayStation Five. PlayStation Five. I see. Godfall, so this is the oh, Godfall, a uh, could not look more generic. Uh, Excuse me, game? have you seen these fonts? <laughs> if you go to Godfall.com um, as of right now, the only thing that appears, it's a white page with, with four letters that appear. And it says Swan. And that's it. <laughs> the website's not up yet because cool. the game hasn't been announced. Cool, so that's cool, fair. Cool. Uh, Codename Swan. Who is making um, this game? Uh, the counterplay games. I don't know who counterplay games is. I mean, the notable bit is that uh, someone is coming out and just naming PlayStation 5 right. as, a, as a platform. Um, a new third-person online action combat game focused on real-time melee PvP and PvE by Counterplay Games. Anyway, I know that's wait, not wait. the story. This is their Twitter their no, Twitter page is up already, is the thing. No, I want to re read this line from the YouTube. Oh, good. See, see, if, you, see if you can pick up on where, where, I, where I stumbled. Godfall is a third-person fantasy looter slasher focused on melee up. combat coming uh, to PlayStation 5 and... Godfather, third slasher. person fantasy looter slasher. Shut up. Bad. Boo. Slasher slasher looter? Slusher? No, yeah, Down, I think slusher. Um Schluter Slasher? Um yeah, they're naming PS5, which is uh a know, lasher? It's, it's, it's a Sluter? A slasher. No, a Sluter's already a shoot is a hmm. No, that's Schluter. Yes. The problem here is that SL hmm, yeah, Schluter. This is not a Schluter. This is a Sluter. Uh, uh, like a slasher, a, a, sl a slash looter, a, sl a slatter, a slatter. Ah, no, but there's not looter. loot. You gotta get the oot in there. That's the only loot is loot. Sloot, slooter, a slusher. No, it's not a slusher. It's a slusher. It's a slusher. I love. Yeah, I love to mix the different flavors of slusher. Yeah, just slusher them all around. Oh, they made duelist. They did make duelist with a Y. It's a card game that I hear people like. Yeah, I never got around to. Yeah, it's a card game. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Uh, anyway, I hope that their new slusher goes well. Uh, but yeah, but PlayStation 5, that's the new story there, right, Patrick? That's yeah. the thing you're calling out? Well, I laughed. It's called so, PlayStation yeah, 5. So, yeah, well, it's just funny because, uh, the cynic in me is, uh, uh, like when we were discussing this privately in our Slack, just as like, you know, what can you like sort of pre-write, you know, before the Game Awards for articles that would go up on the site tonight as that's happening. And this game would never get written up. Not on like a at least not for our site where we're not covering every single announcement. Right. But the fact that they will give us justification to put PlayStation Five in a headline is <laughs> why it will get written up. Like immediately, like in the conversation was like, oh, they named PlayStation Five. That's the headline. And I was like, fuck, they got me. Like that's the only reason they did this <laughs> mm -hmm. is like because they know that I will then write a headline this PlayStation Five because people will click it. The only reason they named PlayStation Five was for people to. Cool. Well, they got me because they're right. I will put that in a headline. So yeah. bravo to Gearbox and Counterplay Games for uh, Counterplay. It's right in the name. Are mm. is there uh, anything else from this event from from tonight's I'm as of this to recording? There's anything Feelies? else? 
Um, well, Resident Evil 3 got formally announced. Yep. Um, yeah, there was, was that, a trailer earlier this week. There was also that big Nintendo indie showcase that included Axiom Verge 2, which seemed neat. Uh, and in sports, sports story. story, a follow-up to Golf Story. Hell yeah. Uh, golf I'm, Story, great game. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they like that they improve the stuff I didn't I didn't love about Golf Story because there was the, the bulk of Golf Story, like the gameplay of Golf Story I really liked and could definitely go back to that game uh, and, and, and play Yeah, the more. story RPG part was yeah. uh, pretty weak, but the, fa- the idea of like whatever they did to golf, if they did that to a bunch of different sports and then found a way to pump up like the the RPG part of it, like that that could be really cool. Um, so uh, yeah, and Resident Evil Three is uh, interesting because I think of any of the old Resident Evil games that could use like a fundamental reworking. RE Three is it. It's like one of the weaker entries in uh, the series before, like, but it's still like in the good Resident Evil before like you get to like. Well, I know people See, like five. I didn't like five. Yeah. But six, I think six is just trash. It's like 30 hours of <laughs> trash. It's a ba- it's a bad game. It's a bad action RE. Like it's 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 RE four taken to a to a to a, a really dark place. But RE three is sort of like like Resident went through two arcs, right? Like it went through the what started with RE one and that formula that was taken through uh one, two, and three, and then some spin-offs, and then was reinvented uh from that perspective with Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. And then it pivoted again with RE4 and then went in a different direction. Right, right. Um, and, and three was just where they ran out of steam. It had a good concept, like the idea of like the Mr. X, like a nemesis character, just stalking you the whole game was interesting. But it just, it also had some of the cool ideas, like randomized puzzles. Like the huh. puzzle solutions were not universal. You couldn't just look up a, I mean, you could look up a fact that I think would give you like you know, a method uh, or something. A meth. I don't know exactly because I, I didn't play RE three. Like I heard, I heard mixed things. Didn't get around to it. Was playing other games at the time and never played it myself. So, but I know it's it's, it's a game that is. Uh, people won't be mad if like you know parts of it are gutted and reinvented. Mm. And uh, it's it's. I think it's curious. It's coming so fast. It has to mean it wasn't made by the RE two team because that game came out in January and this remake is going to come out um, just over a year later. Um, which in some ways, hopefully it's good, but in some ways bums me out because RE2 was so masterfully done in terms of how it balanced updating and remixing and tweaking. Um, but maybe that's something Capcom can do from a more top-down approach because uh, RE3 could could certainly use it. And they added DLC. They're adding, there's a rumor they're adding straight up DLC to RE2 to like connect the two, but they've already added a uh, like a letter that you can go and find from, from Jill that- huh. Gives it like a they're they're actually tweaking the premise of RE3 to give it a better continuity link to uh, RE2, which is fascinating to like it's it's canon, but not it's like new canon. Huh. I don't know where yeah, it falls yeah, in the mythology, knows? but uh, the original games are now part of the Legends collection. I see characters in the Resident Evil, the, the new Resident uh-huh. Evil universe. Right, like think about them as legends and, and myths in their right. own life. <laughs> You could find the original RE2 in... Her name was Mara Jade. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You were almost a Jade sandwich. That's that? Uh-huh. Got it. Got it in one. Um, what? What? I never played Code Veronica. New Smash character? Wait. I, th- I saw a rumor on Smash. Ooh, who's the new Smash, Smash character? character? Who was it? Uh... There, oh man, this is completely uncredited. Um, like I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I is saw it at the, some point. Is this the rumor from that one series... What are you talking about? Yeah, Xenosaga, yeah. right? Kos yeah, or yeah. KOS? 
Oh, co- like KO at Cosmos. That character? Yes, Cosmos. Yeah. Cosmos? Yeah. Cosmos. That, that, Cosmos. That just, Cosmos. I, it's probably Cosmos. I never played those games do somehow. You remember, do you remember Xenosaga? I do. Like, th- those are supposed to be like an eight-part yeah. prequel to fucking Xenogears but made by Namco Bandai yeah, but instead oh, of Square Enix. Yeah. So it was in the same uh, universe but could not reference the events or characters from... Like, yes. That's such a... What? Listen. What? Well, and this is the thing is Boost. that... And then Xenoblade is... Still in the Xeno series, but is not. But uh, again, it's not, it's not narratively connected, right? Well, it depends on who you ask, is my understanding. <laughs> really? Uh, Fucking hold on. I just have to read Cosmos K O S M O S dash M O S, recursive uh-huh. acronym for Cosmos Obey Strategical Multi- Multiple Operation System. Fucking the the anag- It's in. Mm. What's up? Why is it the first? The K is Cosmos. Yeah, it's recursive. <laughs> it's Cosmos all the way down. I hate this. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is overlap thematically, I would say for sure, between the Xenoblade games and the Z. I only I played Xeno Gears. I only played it once, and that was in 1998. And I, it probably mm-hmm. changed me forever. I just don't like. It's not a thing I returned to, but as a mech lover, it's certainly something I want to return to. Um, and I've seen fan theories about how Xenoblade connects, but mostly thematically. More than... Right. Yeah. Whereas anyway. Xenoblade was explicitly, hey, we're going to... This this is set in the, the world of Xenogears. I, yeah. I remember liking the combat of Xenogears a lot. I don't think I ever finished it. Right? You fight God in that one. I mean, you that do. happens in a lot of JRPGs. Yeah, I was but, about to say. Yeah. But also, so but also that one was like much more explicit just, about like the the Catholicism connections. Can I just uh, read this fucking post from a GameFAQs user? Uh-huh. Uh huh. This might spoil mm-hmm. something. I don't know what it's spoiling, but I'm going to read it. From what? Xeno series. Oh, sure. Without yeah, spoiling fine. too much, Xenoblade X is a bridge between uh, Xenosaga and Xenogears. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is a bridge between Xenosaga and Xenogears. XBX is the retelling or a reboot of Xenogears Perfect Works Perfect Works Episode 1, but XBX is also Xenosaga Episode 4. Once you finish the game, you'll see why. There's a main character with a story background heavily related to the story of Xenosaga. And actually, the lore of Xenosaga is also part of the Perfect Works Episode 1. Planet uh, Mictman, Interstellar War, Year 40XX events, and more. XBX picks up where Xenosaga chronologically left Perfect Works Episode 1. XBX basically starts with the Eldridge, now named White Whale, which is also part of Perfect Works Episode 1. And even the developers made clear the connection. The ending scene of Xenosaga 3 is the first scene in Xenoblade Chronicles X. Planet Earth, Sun, and Moon, inverted position, implying or suggesting how certain characters ended in Earth. Yes, she was pulled to Earth because the planet's gravity field. It was obvious she was too close to Earth. End of post. (laughs) So I, yeah, they're all in the same universe. <sighs> sure, this feels like a this feels similar to a what's it called? A, a Shin Megami Tensei situation, right? Sort of, yeah. Kind Except of. that 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 is a game owned made by every every uh, the it's same all under the same, Atlas. same yeah company, the same basic it's developer. Xenos, like, like there was no like license agreement between right. <laughs> like Square and and Namco. That was just like that's wild. The same creative team or whatever, like being like ah, we don't want to give that up. Yeah, I've posted proof. This is the proof that's offered by this GameFAQs user that has an image of the Xenosaga three ending. <laughs> 
and then yeah. and then footage from the Xenosaga or the Xenoblade Chronicles X opening. Those characters, well, you know, you I, know, I don't. But is this is this is this is is this a FromSoft situation? It might where be. It's like a wink. It's like yeah, it's like we're gonna wink a nod yeah. at the connective tissue, but like don't. Don't go full Nintendo and like actually try and make a timeline for Legend of Zelda because actually you've just made things worse. God. Yeah. There may be evidence you're not picking up on. Remember, the ending of Xenosaga 3 and the opening of Xenoblade Chronicles X are not identical. They're flipped. So they may not be representing the same event. They may be opposite events. It rhymes, as George Lucas would say. Um, Fuck. Anyway. Uh, here's any, a, here's, any other news? Here's a list. Uh... Ori and the Will of the Wisp trailer. Okay. Gears Tactics trailer. Wolf Eye Studios debut game announcement, which is what? The X uh, Arcane. What is it? Wolf Eye right? Studios? Wolf Eye? Right. Isn't that, that's the X. Uh, uh, hmm. Yeah. The creative code. One of the, one of the designers. Oh. Are we going to get another immersive sim? What? Wow. It, it probably. Their thing is we have proven passion for immersive games that feature original worlds and strong audio. Oh, well, <laughs> wait, good thing we, re- oh, good thing we recorded a podcast where like one of the theories at the end of that podcast was like, well, maybe it's just going to go dark for a while. We just won't see any more of those. I'm telling you. A way to undermine our podcast. Yeah, Ra- uh, Raphael, um, who, was, who was, I believe, the lead of the, the Leon studio, Arcane studio. I believe yes. maybe it was yes, the yes, yes, Austin yes. one. Anyway, one of the two Arcane studios uh, worked on Dishonored um, and Arcs Talus. So that's interesting. New uh, Half-Life uh, Alex trailer. Uh, we mentioned the rumor of a Left 4 Dead VR. Um, great. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online cinematic trailer, which is just my favorite bit once a year yeah. is I watch like a cool Elder Scrolls Online trailer, mm-hmm. and then it says Elder Scrolls Online at the end, and I go, well, great. See you <laughs> in the next Elder Scrolls in seven you years. You don't want to go to Elsewhere? Uh, Isn't that, the, is that where they're at now? Elsewhere. Sure. Anyway. It, I've, I've heard that game has gotten okay. Um, Me too. Ah, Warframe special announcement. Ooh, mm. they should just spoil the the plot should, twist that, like that you we, did for yeah. us at E three. Oh One day I'll just record. Hey, uh, myself are reading you, that. Do you think you're not into Warframe? <laughs> the war that's just gonna be, and we're coming to PS five, right? <laughs> or Switch? No, it's on Switch. It's, it's yeah, on it's Switch. already on Switch. on Switch. The only thing they can announce. If it's a uh, aside from like announcement, a, if it's a special announcement, it's probably just an expansion. Yeah, right? like the game's big enough that they could just do special could be. Yeah, special might just be like and what's the, what's the next the, Okay, gen. what is everybody? What is the Warframe announcement that would get you to play Warframe? Well, I've heard that the it is the classic. Uh, you got to play yeah. a shitload of hours to get to the good. Like that mm-hmm. game, it's the Final Fantasy XIV, a particularly situation. good story. Yeah, and then it developed into a really fascinating story as they found their footing a couple of years in. So, like, that was Joel's whole pitch was, like, yeah, you got to play, like, 50 hours, and then, like, it's really cool, and there's really good quest stuff. But it was also, like, but you also kind of need to know what came before to appreciate where it's going. And I was like, okay, that's yeah. just not. Yeah. So level 43 Dark Knight now, by the way, everybody. I made it 43 on Dark Knight. I'm getting there. Mm, I'm trying nice. to level up Dark Knight all the way before I get further into into Heaven's Word. MS- no, I'm done MSQ for the main. I'm done launch MSQ. I'm now in right. Heaven's Word, but right. I'm trying to. So you're not, not going into uh, any. I've done like a little bit. Anyway, we're going to keep moving. Still playing. Don't worry. Full trailer for Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. Right. Which, they yes, teased that at the end that. of the state of play. I'm so curious about that game. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. No idea what to expect. That demo um, I saw at E3 a couple years ago was like pretty lacking. Hmm. Um, it felt like a third person like action game, third person like action melee game, but not not all <laughs> the way. It's gonna feel yes, kind of weird with like Sekiro kind of ate its lunch. Well, it's like, um, where it could, it could be pretty good, but it's. Um, yeah, like you know what I mean. They have like, very this is, similar it's like ideals because it's, of like blade on blade action right, type shit, right. samurai movie vibes. Um, and Sekiro nailed that. Yeah. And then the other thing is the demo I saw a couple years ago. And again, who knows what this looks and feels like now? But it was not. It was not Sekiro style behind the back. It was not a third person like behind the back thing. It was like almost like. Uh, uh, Devil May Cry or something, right? But it's also not Devil May Cry, mm. where you're doing wild ass combos. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I like samurai games. I like Way of the Samurai. That was a good game. Was it? I love Way, Way of the Samurai One and Two. Are fantastic games. What are I never? Heard uh, it was of a PS2 series. It has like the best pitch, uh, or it has like the, the coolest thing. I wish more games did. Both. I think actually all four the of the Way of the Samurai system. have the Nemesis <laughs> system. No. <laughs> They're short, but they have a billion endings, and so mm. there's like branching paths. The first way of the Samurai game you could beat in 90 minutes, but there were like 12 endings. Oh, and so it was a lot Star of like Star Fox model. Yeah, it was like the or the Yojimbo model because uh. the whole premise was like you are a wandering samurai who comes into town, and then who you side with and what actions you do and where you are during certain times of the day unlock different story beats. Nice. And so beating those games meant replaying the same scenario over and over again. And aligning with different factions, uh, you know, figuring out where you had to be because you get information late in one in one ending that you could use the next. Like, oh, if only I had been there at midday at the, in the field, I could have stopped, you know, so and so from being killed. Like, they huh. were cool. Anyway, I wish yeah. more people. I, I would. I would be the. I'd be one of the people. One of the seven people who would buy HD remasters <laughs> of the Way of the Samurai games. Um, uh, anything else? Any other? Oh, anyway, yeah, ghosts. We'll see. I hope that they show. I hope that they show an extended gameplay. Yeah, they, like, I think uh, Keeley said that the longest trailer of the night by far is Ghost of Tsushima. Cool. So it oh, sounds like it's cool. kind of kind of its coming out party um, here after Last of Us. Does that have a delay? Date? No, because is this launch? And, and I, I had heard this privately, and then Jason Schreier reported it publicly. Was that you know it, Sony had like pretty uh, methodically mapped out like the lead up to the PS5. And part of that was like Last of Us comes out, you know, this this holiday, and then, uh, or right, yeah, this it was going to come out in like a November or whatever, uh, and then uh, Ghost of Shimo was going to come out in the spring, and then Naughty Dog announced a release date for their game, then delayed it to February uh, or no May, right? May it was going to come out in February and then, whatever, but anyway, yeah. like they pushed their game back four or five months, uh-huh. and then that kind of screwed up. Uh, you know, with the, the the cadence of their releases Ooh. as they were heading towards, you know, the inevitable holiday launch of uh, PS5 and the Xbox. So I think it's still supposed to come before uh, it is still the PS5, PS- but probably in August or September. It's not going to be a PS5 game. That is not absolutely not the case. It is not going to be a even a straddler that gets re-released on both. At least that hasn't been. Hmm. I mean, last the thing, I asked, that was not the, the plan. Uh, I want I want so badly to know how they're going to deal with purchase with. <sighs> One is the, we've talked before about the things that we're hopeful that they do with backwards compatibility. Um, uh, I hope I can just put that game in my PS5 and have it run. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm so curious about digital. Or you can download a digital That's copy. That's my thought. Or yeah. Whatever. But like, could I? Because I only have a physical version. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't. I, don't, know. I want to know that I mean, stuff they did so that, bad. They did that on uh, Xbox. Like, if you had a disc, right, for certain 360 games. 
Did they? Yeah, I'm I don't sure. remember. But those are games they could barely. Yeah, but those are games they could barely make money on anymore. Right. Like Ghost of Tsushima is going to be a sixty dollars product right. at the time that it happened. So it's like I wonder if it'll be the kind of thing where they will message at some point. Look, uh, if if you want if you want PS Five Life Forward's compatibility, just where you can just download this buy and play, it continue playing it here. Yeah. Buy it digital. You know, the physical one is not going to get you. It's like a fairly reasonable compromise. Yeah. And that my guess is that would be where they went. Uh, that is stuff I want to know the most. I know we're not going to know any of that stuff until like you know seven, six no. months from now, five months from now. But like and the rumor. Yeah. Well, the rumor is maybe like a February event for 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 PS Five. Uh, Wizards of the Coast owned game studio Turk or T U Q U E. How do you even pronounce that? Tuk T U Tuk. Took. Took Took Games will yeah. have a new uh, game set in the Dra- Dungeons and Dragons universe. Mm. Sounds sounds right. Uh, Riot Games will be showing a narrative-driven single-player game set in League of Legends. Uh, and Green Day is going to be there, oh. tied to a game. You know what would be huh. would be the biggest red flag yet for <laughs> Cyberpunk? Oh, they can't. And a, and, a, and a lot of red flags for for Cyberpunk, yeah, right? I think Keanu. Has distracted us as look the the countiverse is is going to be uh uh what is it M- Matrix Four and John Wick Four were announced to have the same release date yeah. in May of twenty twenty one um but I think maybe we put off the put off the track on like some of the things we were worried about with Cyberpunk and what if <laughs> Green Day was announced to be like a, a punk band featured in that, Cyberpunk twenty seven I mean, that is what Keanu Keanu Reeves character it's from that same it's from a band that's the oh bit. it would be his band yeah he is a rocker boy which Ooh. in the cyberpunk universe right, 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 is right. like a is a cyberpunk rock star he could they and could green be, day would be his band yeah that would be bad <laughs> uh, that's not a diss on green day but i can't think of anything sure. less like well you can i actually think you can diss on you can freely diss on green day at this point i think you're good uh, yeah, I, yeah, they had their moment, but yeah. their moment sure. is not. This would be a really boring way to make the future sound. Like in a year where hundred, where one hundred Gex came out, in a year where like there is such incredible, actually transformative, new sounding music, mm. where like genres are colliding and voices that are like unlike you know what pop mainstream pop music has ever sounded like but are also adapting pop sensibilities but also keep a sort of underground DIY vibe like re like the music i love that came out this year sounds more futuristic than green day even if you put a filter on but them. is it punk yes yes the shit i'm talking about is way right, more right. punk right like <laughs> uh, anyway uh everyone what should if? go listen to 1000 gex the album by 100 gex it's really good G-E-C-S. Bring back Gex. But also bring back Gex. Bring back Gex. What if it's really for a Tony Hawk game? Okay. Yeah. Tony Hawk Zero. Skate yeah. 4. That would be good. That Skate would be he four. He's making a new Skate one. Skate 4. Green Day. <laughs> what if? Yeah. Tony Hawk if Skate, Skate 4. Tony Hawk's Skate, Skate 4. 4. Wait, that's, yes. 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 Skate four Green Day. Or just the new Tony Hawk was yeah. spiritually a, a skate, skate game. But yeah. I mean, the, the rumors have been that he's talked to EA, right? That he's like talking to EA about yeah. stuff. EA on And they were skate. like, hey, aren't you Tony Hawk? Yeah, yeah they were like, are you? <laughs> are you Tony Hawk? <laughs> you're, you're that guy? Me. <laughs> I follow you on Twitter. You're, oh, yeah, you're great. You did this, uh, what is it, skateboarding? I love Tony Hawk, but like, they, the couple of times I've seen him like resurface on my timeline is him sharing like 
awkward social encounters oh, yeah. Yeah. he has as like old Tony Hawk, where people s- sort of think like there was a, literally time, like, a one TSA, t- one hour ago, guy in crowded elevator, not the one I got stuck in. Have we worked together? Me, I don't think so. <laughs> awkward silence. Him loudly. Skateboarder. Me. <laughs> Yes, I am the one. Him, we are honored to be in your presence. Me, that's excessive, but thanks. Awkward glances until the door opens. That was an hour ago. There was, I want to say, a TSA one where someone like looked at his ID, looked at his name and said, you look a lot like that skateboarder, Tony Hawk. And he was just like, uh-huh. And they walked through TSA. It's so good. God. He has a very good... Uh, he's a very good Twitter user. If you if you need a follow, yes, um, he seems he cool. always cracks me up. Yeah, yeah. He's in L.A., so you know it could happen. It'd be the time. You know, t- Tony Hawk would get a lot. A Tony Hawk announcement would get a lot more attention at a thing like this than it would through a press right. release. And also, and with some <laughs> random day, I would be fine with Green Day being on that soundtrack right. and it being a sort of like, and we're going to have a big, absolutely fits. We're going to have a big curated soundtrack of right. hits from now. Like 182. They would be playing an old song. Yeah, they'd be playing an old song. They'd be playing an old song. That would be good. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be dope. I think I'd be down with this. I so guess we'll find out. We've come up with we've come out with door come up with door A and door yeah. B. Yeah, we're gonna find out know. what universe we're living in. It's gonna be door C. Green Day's music will appear exclusively from now on in Godfall, <laughs> Infinity Blade Three. <laughs> they made that already. It'll oh, be four. Well, four. <laughs> Skate four. They, Godfall. Wh- what if Skate and Godfall? <laughs> I would if you had a, if you had a skateboard that looked like the Infinity Blade. I think you'd be a cool skateboarder. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. Any other or a Marvel or uh, yeah or yeah <laughs> the cosmic surfer the silver surfer power cosmic flowing through the infinity blade just um, Tony Hawk covered in uh, silver all silver everything yeah. yeah is there any other stuff there we don't know who wins anything right there's not they didn't tell you the award winners no damn uh, they damn. did not yeah who is gonna uh, be influencer of the year what are our options uh, let's find out we must know those right. We voted on them, didn't we? I can pull it up. Yeah. The Game Awards. Uh, All right. Norman Reedus is going to be there, is that thing that the internet just told me. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, wait. No, that's right. They didn't let us vote on... On uh, Influencer of no, the Year. No, that's an audience That's an audience one. Oh, it is, is that Players... Yeah. I think you mean a Player's Voice? The Players Voice Awards. Players Voice Awards. Sort of the nominees out, at least for yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, there yeah. must have been yeah. a round of like. Uh, let's see. I know it's actually just nominees. Players Voice is just a video game. And they don't call it influencer, right? Content creator of the year. Courage, uh, a.k.a. Jack Dunlop, Dr. Lupo, Benjamin Lupo, Ewok, uh, uh, Grefig, and Shroud. Shroud, the only one on this list. Ah, I've heard of Dr. Lupo. I've heard of Dr. Lupo. Yeah. I've heard of, well, and also Dr. Lupo, I think, is one of the ones that just signed like a new mega contract with uh, Twitch. Shroud and Shroud just went over to Mixer. Yeah. So I've heard. And Shroud was like a, he started as like a big uh, PUBG. Yes. Or like he was like yeah, really yeah, big. Yeah. Like that's when I was hearing that name was like when I was checking like the PUBG subreddit a lot when I was writing about PUBG yeah. and I always saw Shroud because he was Extremely good. Uh, I don't know yeah. Ewok. He looks Ewok looks very young. Ewok is a little child, right? Oh, Fortnite. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm voting f- least likely to uh, oh, suddenly nice. support Ewok. the Nazis afterwards. 
um, as has happened is, in previous you're saying content creator of the year. Ewok. I'm going with Ewok. Yeah. Ewok is that's my safest bet. She seems nice. She's 13 years old. She was born deaf. Uh, she's known as Ewok in the esports world. She has joined FaZe Clan, so she's part of FaZe. Um, yeah, I huh. hope not. Go for her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some good photos here. Uh, so... Damn, damn, yes, you know what? Coach. Check out fucking Ewok. Gender doesn't matter in this. The important thing is to support each other while you're playing. So I felt so I felt really cool. It was a really unique experience. But I wanted to show Ninja that anyone can play. Male, female, it doesn't matter. What's good? Yo! What's good? Ninja, I'll see you in the streets. I, I don't want this Ewok smoke. <laughs> Catch you with them, with them timber, the falling timber, I'll smash your at at <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just that the statement was gender doesn't matter. And I was like, wow, great. That's, you know, good, good too. Yeah. But then <laughs> out here calling Went for the knife. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Ghost of Tsushima, you ninja. <laughs> can catch these Ewok blades. Um, Esports coach of the year. Um, uh, thoughts on uh, how uh, Eric Hogue is going to stack up against uh, Fabian Loh- Lohumani? You're really just making us seem like we don't understand anything about the culture we report we on. We don't. I know. We don't. I know. No, hey, I'm never. I would never even pretend. No, like, no, no. To I, yeah, esports out of out of my depth. Don't know a community don't know support. A thing. Go to people that Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, or Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Hey, can we just we should let's just scroll through the list. Yeah, go to the top. We'll finish. Go to the top. Let's go to the top. Go to the bottom. Just, just, the top is game of the year. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, end yeah, on yeah. that. You're right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god. Right. This we got to earn it. We got to. This, this is okay. a fucking list. This is a list. VR this is AR the rest of the podcast. Let's go. Beat Saber wins VR AR game. I think. Not well, no we man's list guy. This is if we have to list them, we're gonna be here for an hour, Patrick. Just read the. It's no, we're gonna go fast. Asgard's this is, wrath. This is, this is wrath. Blood and truth. Beat saber. No man's sky. Trover saves the universe. Beat saber should win, but Trover saves the universe. Yep. And a more cynical universe yep. is the one that takes it because the Rick and Morty fans, the Rick and come, Morty out. fans yeah. come out, and or because they could get. I mean, we know how the voting process works on these things, so I don't think it's corrupt. Mm-hmm. But no, Justin you're Roiland right. yeah. being there would and like accepting with a Rick voice seems like a game awards thing. Uh, strategy game. Rob, I'll let you take this. Do you have this up in front of you? Uh, sure. Age of Wonders Planetfall, Anno 1800, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms, Tropico Six, Wargroove. Oh, there's another one on this list I didn't see. Shit. Okay. It's, come on, fi- Fire Emblem, right? I, I Probably, think. given the voting body. Yeah. Rob I think the other ones would split it. votes Rob, too much. we're not voting. We're not no, no, no. voting. It's not. It's not what I want to win. I'm just saying. Like you look across these, it's gonna. It's gonna, too many people are gonna have oh, a I preference. Know, I, I know. It's gonna steal same. votes. I mean, first of all, it should be three. There's kingdoms. people who think it's a strategy game. Yes, it is. Wow. It is a strategy game. You can say it's. You don't like it as a strategy. It's game. It's a tactics game or there's an not, RPG. There's not a. Oh my way god. Way better in those categories. There isn't a tactics. There's tactics. Category. There isn't a tactics. Ca- Waypoint where strategy and tactics are a are separate categories. <laughs> They are separate. Rob is right. I, I get, just am a realist. Well, also, yeah, but I also get it. it just it, like it always ends up. It is frustrating to see how these games get sorted into categories that they will then dominate because people voting on them don't play anything else in these categories. Right. Yep. Like that is the frustrating thing. Like, there's a lot of people are going to be like, I like Fire Emblem Three Houses. But I don't play strategy games. And yeah. that is the frustrating yep. result of a lot of the sorting. Yeah. I get you. 
Sports Racing Games, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, Dirt Rally 2.0, Evolution Pro uh, Soccer, uh, sorry, E-Football oh. Pro Evolution. What? Why does it say E-Football? Sports, sports and racing just like, I'm there's sorry, not enough. Fucking mash those genres together and just F-football. fuck, fuck two foot, games at once. Yeah, A Football Pro Evo, Pro Evo Soccer 2020, F1 2019, FIFA 20. Rob, do you think your F1 can take it here? No. Crash Team Racing Nitro. You Fields? think it's Crash? I think it's Crash. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think mm. that's what I don't actually know. I don't think so. People really? say because FIFA just because I think if FIFA. it was a fan vote, Crash would win it. But if this is like right. critics vote, enough of them probably would actually go to FIFA. Maybe I, I think it'd be I a racer. I'm a dirt soccer rally. Game ends up winning Me this too. just yeah. by yeah yeah okay. Um, uh, score and music: uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, or Sayonara Wild Hearts. I think Sayonara It's either death or Sayonara, and yeah. I think Sayonara actually takes it. Yeah. I hope so. Because it's yeah. also one of those, like, well, it's not going to be in a lot of things, but this deserves something. And it's short. People played it. Right. People will be like, oh, yeah, I played that. Yeah, I'll yeah. vote for that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Role-playing uh, game. Death Stranding Dest- 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 does have a good soundtrack. Oh, I love and it. If, yeah. you, if you like that, like, uh, like kind of grungy, like, synth, like, undercurrent, like, just slight, like... Uh, go listen to the new Halloween soundtrack that jo- John Carpenter did with his son, um, okay. huh. in which they reinterpret a lot of their music. It's like it's you could just drop that into Death Stranding in in a lot of cases. Uh, um, uh, Role playing game: Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy fourteen, Kingdom Hearts three, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Do not like its placement here, by the way. Nope. Uh, the Outer Worlds. I think the Outer, Outer Worlds, Worlds wins this, and yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen or Disco Elysium should is what I think. Yeah. I would say their the Disco Elysium's presence gives it a fighting shot. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't it's be trendy. shocked. It's trendy. Yeah. It's trendy. Yeah. Yeah. I, it would also like uh, like behind the curtain. Sometimes people vote for games that like they think should win and maybe aren't necessary because like sometimes it's a collective vote of like h- how is this handled at the, each editorial outlet. You know who knows. So I could see Disco actually sneaking uh, a win here. Yeah, sometimes they're different. you create a beautiful Google form and send it to your team. <laughs> oh yeah, Rob and. Uh-huh. Uh, only one person gets back to you, and you can't argue with the fact they love Kingdom Hearts three, uh, and so you just have to accept it. Yeah, that's probably that's, that's probably the waypoint, Rob. I, that is waypoint. Way both for Rob and Patrick, I just want you both to know what a joy it has been mm-hmm. to hear both of you come to me with things I've dealt with for years at this company of being like, yeah, no one got back to me on this thing. I I had to really just like hound people or. Yeah, they said the money was coming in, but I don't know from where. <laughs> that it is it is genuinely a joy to have my old problems repeated back. <laughs> you me. love to see it. I you you love to see it. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> uh next one, performance. Ashley Birch as Parvati in Outer Worlds, Courtney Hope as uh, Jesse Faden in Control, Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears 5, Mads Mickelson as Cliff in Death Stranding. Uh, Matthew Peretta as uh, Dr. Casper Darling in Control, uh, and Norman, ooh, ooh, ooh. Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. He's there. Uh, like my, in, my heart, it, in my heart, it's Dr. Casper Darling. I think it's like probably Jesse Faden or uh, Norman or Parvati. Reedus. I would love it to be Parvati because I think Parvati is well-performed, but Casper Darling is so good. Matthew Peretta's Casper Darling is so fucking strong. 
but it's probably I'm really gratified here by how much I anticipated how people would have voted anyway had they voted and just correctly like well we, okay <laughs> the thing to remember is you did get a list from us you just got a first draft list not yeah. nominees. No, I, yeah. yeah, you, you got her nominees. It all went to good use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like of course. I did. Like I just worried. I was like, did I just cast everybody's like again? I you know yeah. This is a familiar problem. Is this like parliamentary voting back in the day where it's like, <laughs> and for all my tenants, <laughs> yeah. I will say <laughs> yes. Ongoing game: Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, Tom Clancy Six, uh, Tom Clancy Rainbow Six Siege, which I guess note is a different category than. The thing I said before, which is the same games. What? What? Remember earlier I was like uh, community support, Apex Legends, yeah. Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Clam- Clam- Rainbow Six Siege. That's the same. Community support is different. Community support. Recognize that game for outstanding community support, transparency, and response. Tetris 99 is different on both lists. Oh, is Tetris 99 on one of these lists? It's on multiplayer game. For- oh, I didn't say multiplayer game. I said... I said oh. ongoing game, which is literally the okay. same as community support. Ongoing game awarded through a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves that the is player different. experience over time. It is. I see that. It is different. Yeah. It's just interesting that it's literally the same the list. The same list, yeah. Um, who do you think wins I this? I don't know Des- who this goes this, to. This is, um, this is, yeah, I don't Probably know. Destiny. Fortnite Probably Destiny. 2.0 yes. is such a big thing. Destiny had a big... Released this year, Final yeah. Fantasy had a big release this year. I bet not Apex. I also or could see Tom Apex Clancy. taking it because yeah. people really like the Apex. But, but I don't they know. Hate I don't have the a community good, support. A... This is the thing that makes me think: if you hate someone's community support, or if you don't like their community support, you're not going to vote for it for ongoing game either. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But a lot of people voting on this are also going to hate the people who hate the community support. Oh, that's true. I forgot it was press who voted on this. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> get fucked. Whatever brand twitter account was it arby's whoever who was it who did the poking apex with a stick i thing? don't know i don't know <laughs> all right narrative sir this is an arby's a plague tale innocence control death stranding disco elysium the outer worlds that's a good lineup i would say disco here disco is what should win control wouldn't or control but or control i think those are i haven't two. finished control yet so but but what will win Outer world. I don't know. I actually. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah, not that maybe. cynical. But you beat this weekend. <laughs> this week, Patrick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I. Just, yeah. And what everything you... turned out fine. Like seriously. Like, no sarcasm. <laughs> like great. I kept waiting for the the punt. The like the the shoot to drop. Like yeah. yeah. Where did I screw this up? I was like nah. Actually, you genuinely made everything better, and you left the world in a better place than you entered it. Uh, Rob was very confused when I explained this in our. Discord this morning. He's like, no, I things like, get worse for people. I was like, no, they didn't. They just pretty much arrows trending up for, you just gotta, for everybody. You got to make everyone come to the table and talk it out and compromise. Rob, mm-hmm. this is what I mean. This is what I mean when I say that there is a procedural rhetoric to games. Um, See, I just blasted through the last zone and didn't bring people together. And hold on one second. Yeah. Well, I think someone's buzzing at Rob's door. It's probably okay. a spam call. A spam. Call. Right, we'll keep going. Multiplayer just, game. Apex Legends. Disco Elysium wins. We're just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, multiplayer we'll just game. Put it into the world. Yeah, you're right. Let's put it in to the world. Uh, Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, Division 2. You good? Uh, you good? Rob? I... You okay, Rob? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
I would say, I, I bet Modern Warfare wins this. Probably. People really yeah. like that multiplayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want Tetris to win. That game's cool. That game's fun. I'm glad it's, it's on the list. And it's so too. weird. Mobile game. Call of Duty Mobile. Grindstone. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sky. Children of the Light. What the Golf. I bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a is, weird one to be present in Sayonara because, or for Sayonara to be present here, because like, yes, it is a mobile. It is on here, mobile, but it's yeah. also available on PC right. and and which Switch. of those is maybe better? Um, right, Switch or like like not mobile. I would not, not want to play mobile. that game in on mobile. Right, so. I bet uh, I bet what the golf takes it because it's funny and quirky. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. You think over Grindstone? Probably. I don't. Th- I don't think enough people played Grindstone. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a good a, game. A good like question lot, we should have asked was was how many of huh? these get announced on a stage? Because I bet mobile game, Not mobile game. is a thing no. where he goes and we got some more uh, winners for you today. Uh, mobile game goes to Grindstone. Multiplayer game goes to Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, and narrative goes to Disco Elysium. And then we move on. And, and now Joseph another Ferris. A 20-minute Q&A with Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Um. <laughs> God, what if he puts Joseph Ferris and Hideo Kojima on the stage at the same time? Sure. Why not? Uh, independent game. Baba is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game. You know where my heart here is. Yeah. I think Goose Game takes it, though. Probably. I think Goose Game it takes it, but Outer much. Wilds got like a big push from a lot of Critics, like a lot of people put it on, yeah. like, I gotta play this before the end of the year. Yep, but, but enough. I, all that came after voting. Uh, a right. lot of it seemed to come after the voting was closed. Yeah, yeah. I bet it's Goose Game. Games for Impact. For a thought provoking message with a pro social uh, meaning or message. Sorry, a thought provoking game is that even? with a pro social. It's interesting because, like, Disco Elysium, not here, right? Uh, Outer Wilds, which is, I guess, not necessarily a. Uh, a social game is still one of the most like well, philosophical it's a, it's a and thoughtful. Cynical game. Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds oh. is is a cynical game. But like games that actually have political meaning, not on. Uh, I mean, everything has political meaning, but like, you know what the fuck I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Games that that yeah, yeah. explicitly I don't see poli- put politics anywhere in this uh, description. Concrete though. Genie, <laughs> Greece. <laughs> Why is that here? Was that? I guess mental you can health. make mental Men- health reading. Yeah, kind words. Yeah. Uh, Life is Strange 2 and Sea of Solitude. It's probably Life is Strange 2 because it's like the most it's the recognizable, recognizable one. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very go. good. I, yeah. I think worth it. it. It's, you know, I think it's interesting. A different, a different version of this podcast. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, a different version of this podcast would have had a big Life is Strange 2 conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. You also still do that <laughs> we'll podcast still do it. at some yeah. point. We will. We will. This, we will. It's interesting that like Sea of Solitude, Greece, even Kind Words are things that have been critiqued for their attempt at political meaning or their attempt at bringing people together or thinking about things like mental health. Um, And that is, they still make up the majority of this category. That's like, I think this category is still bad. I don't think this category means anything. Games, what make you feel good is not a category uh, of any value. Make you feel good about games. Yeah, that's, that's the that's yeah. the other part yeah, of this. That works. Like, Cuz I don't think Life is Strange made me feel good. Sure. Sure. <laughs> no, no. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I think that's what makes it kind of self-serving, right? Is like kind of tries to gesture at like impact. Well, 
a really personal game about mental health isn't necessarily about broader impact, right? It's like yeah. any art. It's about personal impact. And maybe it can like affect discourse in a positive way around important issues. But that's different from political impact and like having sort of a instrumental purpose or a, a social problem you've identified that needs like, right. you know, some well, sort like, of. This is a thing. secondary narrative. Like. Category. category, except the kind words on here, and kind words doesn't have a narrative at all, right? Well, this is this is a, it, well, a narrative. It's, it's, it's all broader, d- 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 you know, d- or also decided by the player and like your own experience right. that you have, like yeah. within the notes that come through. Right. Narrative is about writing sure. specifically, yeah. right? Whereas game show impact is about the way, like any element of the game contributes a pro-social meaning or message, right? Which again, I don't love that as a descriptor. Um, it's silly for me that this category wouldn't include, again, games like Disco Elysium or if, if you're, uh, it just, it should be the narrative. It should be some sort of category that is, uh, this shouldn't be a category. Those games, if they're, if they are strong in that way, should filter into other categories without needing. Or find other ways to phrase, like, this is basically like an, uh, we want another narrative category because so many games have stories. There are other, there's a better version of that than whatever this is, right? Like there's a reason yeah. they do best actor and best actress, even though you should just have like best actor, but it's also so you can hand out more, more awards. awards. And if yeah, that, if yeah, the, yeah. if the intention is more awards, this is just, uh, it's not even pandery. Like it's just, it's just mush. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So, but still life is strange Two probably takes it. Yeah. And it's, it's, has a, it's really good. So, okay. uh. It should. Game Direction, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Wilds. My vote is Outer Wilds mm. here. I bet. I bet. <sighs> Control. Mm. Death, Death Stranding. Stranding. Yeah. Death Stranding. Game Direction. This is all. Yeah. This is mm. almost should be the auteur category. category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Death Stranding is going to win. Uh, yep. Uh, fresh indie game presented by Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Recognizing a new independent studio that released its first game in 2019. <sighs> Zah slash Oom for, de- for Disco uh, Elysium. I, I want to be in the meeting where someone raised their hand and went, Hey, you know what company has a, a fresh uh, branding? Do, Wait. You want to see if they want to buy this logo yeah, spot? Yeah. That's amazing. Sorry, I just realized there is an independent games and also a fresh indie game category. Well, this is... Really, it should be a fresh indie studio category. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, Nomada Studio for Greece. Uh, Dead Toast Entertainment for My Friend Pedro. Mobius Digital for Outer Wilds. Uh, Mega Crit for Slay the Spire. And House House for Untitled Goose Game. Is this where all also, the... Also, House House released a game before mm-hmm. Untitled Goose Game. That's what I thought, Right. House houses, yeah, yeah, they had. They're not a new studio. They made uh, Push Me Pull You for the yeah. PS4 in t- May of 2016. Oh my so, god! So, so enough this, they may win this. Forgot about but, this. That yeah, uh huh. They nominated the it and nobody this. checked. <laughs> That's super. Yeah. Wow. Weird. I could I could see outer. It's it's probably Goose Game, it's, even though it should be disqualified. But uh, I could see Outer Wilds taking this one too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I was just checking to see, and also the people who made my friend Pedro, this is not their first game either. They just were just Great. mostly in mobile before, I believe. Anyway, sure, 
that's how this works. Well, it doesn't say like new. It says um, fresh. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Good point. I think I think I thank you for your correction. bread's good every day there. It does. It does oh, say a new yeah. independent studio. Yeah, yeah new independent studio released, released its first, first game, game in 2019. Well, I mean, look, uh, House House only released one game in 2019. So from uh, what's the Star Wars phrase? From a certain point of view, um, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God! All right. Uh, fighting game: Dead or Alive Six, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat Eleven, Samurai Showdown, S- Super Smash Brothers I Ultimate. Did not like Smash. Jump Force. How did Jump Force make this list? Because you need because they need to fill out. Five yeah, games. you're not allowed to vote on this list unless you submit at least three. Yeah, or, or send in nominees unless you send in at least three things. If you cannot nominate three things, you don't get to nominate anything for a category. There has to have been something else. Yeah, probably. Like but but does the editor of your favorite game site on a Friday afternoon realizing with, with Jeff Keeley in their email being like, hey, where are your nominees? Remember what the third thing is that yeah. they heard of that they didn't play because they're not the fighting game editor and no one got them back. Their fighting game you know, person <laughs> didn't get them their notes back in time. You know, probably not. Uh, I think MK11 probably wins it. Right? Yeah, I think so too. And MK11 had a, fu- uh, had a fun, really good story. Yeah. I wonder I, if this is the year that, you know, Smash, Smash players rise up. Smash players rise up. It's no longer it's no longer shameful to be a Smash player. We can finally <laughs> speak our truth. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the most oppressed of all gamers. <laughs> the Smash community. Yeah, uh-huh. First they came from the Smash community and I said nothing. <laughs> Family game for the best game game appropriate for family. That's how gamers talk. For the best game Uh appropriate, not necessarily Smash players. Smash players have been fine to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre. I'm just saying, I don't want to drag them inappropriately. Call of Duty players, on the other hand. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, (laughs) Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2. The Nintendo category. Super Smash Brothers. These are all Nintendo games. Yoshi's Crafted World. What's your favorite Nintendo game this year? Yeah, wow. This feels like a broken category. Yeah. Yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts, not on this list. Uh, That would have been appropriate. That would have been appropriate. For family play. For family play. Uh, Outer Wilds, not on this list. I think that's appropriate for family play. Uh, I can see the distinction there of it being complicated enough that maybe you wouldn't kind think words. of it. Family play. Yeah. Unless you get a bad letter, in which case not family right. play. <laughs> hmm. uh, I don't. Th- I think Ring Fit could have taken this, but too many people started playing that like too late in the year. So I don't think, I think it's probably like, it's Luigi or it's Smash, most likely. Yeah, I think so too. That makes sense. Uh, where are we at? Our favorite categories. We skip esports teams. OG. No, skip OG. Esports it's player. OG. It's OG. It's OG. OG. Oh, okay. All even, right. The fact that even I know that. Yeah. Uh, again, then even Austin okay. knows. Fair. It's OG. Esports player, though, I you know, miss me. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Let's say Faker. Rob, uh, Rob, can you can you weigh in on esports player? Any? You, mm, uh-huh. What? No. That's fine. Moving. Esports host. Thank you, esports host. Let's say Golden Boy. Uh, I'm rooting for Golden Boy. Unless Golden Boy's become problematic this year, and I missed something, which is <laughs> then, then you rescind your then endorsement. I rescind my endorsement. <laughs> uh, esports game of the year, Rob. What up? Doesn't <laughs> Fortnite 
<laughs> I think I don't have this list in front of me. I think oh, Fortnite. So load. Well, that's what we're doing. This is the bit. The GameAwards.com/slash/nominees. That's what we're looking I'm at. I'm looking at my ballot. <laughs> Why? Because I couldn't be bothered to Google it. I knew where the ballot was. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite wins this. Can you right? name an esports player? Get fucked, Patrick. <laughs> Is that who's who's get fucked? Almost like, play for is almost a, like Rob was explicitly first hired so that we could hire esports more. <laughs> Team Liquid, and I told or, you we were not ready to play in that space. <laughs> Clearly, esports event. I'm going to give it to the international. That seemed fun. Yeah, uh, esports coach. Didn't we already do? Wait, this no, one? hold on. Yep, What's esports up? event Evo. What? Why? Because it's great. If it's great every year, you can't not gonna win. It's not an award. I know. Yep. There was like stories about the international this year. More Sonic broadly, Fo- okay. Sonic Fox's story was last year. We did the Sonic. <laughs> I Sonic know. Fox is great. I love He's Sonic great. Fox. Uh, they're great. They're they, great. They, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, I'm root. You know, I'm all. I am out here for <laughs> Sonic Fox. But Sonic Fox won this a one esports, esports player, player of the year last the year. Yeah, yeah. And Sonic mm-hmm. Fox cannot carry Evo on their back. Uh, esports coach of the year. Don't know anyone here. I like saying the word Zonic, though. But again, if, if Danny Zonic Sorensen is problematic, I'm sorry. Content creator of the year. We've already voted for Ewok. Community Ewok. Ewok. Uh, <laughs> tube Is that what do they say? What do the Ewoks say? The Ewoks have some sort of thing that they say. What do the Ewoks say? Nub nub. Nub nub. Nub nub. Yub nub. Yub nub. That's what they say. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2. This is for community, community support. support. Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Kata, does Destiny 2 can it did it save itself this year in such a way that it makes the play? I I think so because a lot of the things felt like you know directly responding to a lot of long-standing complaints. It feels yeah. like they're moving in directions that that community wants. So yeah, audio design. Modern Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, or Sekiro. Control. I say Control. I might say Man, Death Stranding. RE2 RE, RE has such phenomenal audio. It does. Um, the Mr. X like sequence alone is mm, like the yeah. best audio design I have experienced in a video game this year by far. I don't think it wins, but that's... That's, That's where your heart you know. is. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, control is probably it though. It has a uh, remedy. Always has really good audio design. The thing so is, uh, I might wow. give this next one to control art direction. Control, Death Stranding, Greece, uh, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, or Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Yeah, control, control. Yeah, I think control is probably what takes it. Yeah, you don't I think that's probably right. The game editors of the world vote for Death Stranding. Is like, ah, eh, it looked cool. <sighs> I it did if, look cool. But if they know what control looks like, the control is such a... Do they know what control looks like? I feel like they should. Think about how that game sold. God. I know IGN just gave it its game of the year, yeah. so, which caused some mm-hmm. waves. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Art Direction presented by Samsung QLED. QLED. <laughs> this Q shit's getting too far. Action Adventure <laughs> Game of the Year for the best action adventure game combining combat Presented with by QAnon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, RE2, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Basically the same list as those last couple of games. Um, it's probably con- probably Control. I think, think Control so? is actually going to – I think Control is going to do very well. I might give this to RE2. Is this – hold on. Is Sekiro, I, uh, so would I. I feel like this is what Sekiro can take. 
I would. Ooh, you know what? Yeah. Right. I don't think it's going to do any good. I think it's not going to win. I don't know that Anything, as many people like I mean, it the way you and I love it. Oh, you, me, and Emmanuel God, are yeah, like the Secretary good. of Defense Force. I agree. Yeah. We agree. We understand because it's not going to take. It's not going to take Steel. Game of the Year, and no. that's the only other the category it's just, in. It was inherently more alienating than like even previous versions of these games. Yeah. So I also uh, so yeah. like the people it connects with. It connects extremely hard, yeah. but it's it's purposely designed to have even more people bounce off it than even. Other from soft I again been. also don't understand why it's here while let's say Metro Exodus is in action game. I know that they're that it's a it's not the shooter category, and Metro Exodus certainly has puzzle solving and inventory shit, you know? Yeah. Anyway, these categories are weird. Uh Apex this is action, a, action game. game, Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Modern Warfare, DMC five, Gears Five, and Metro Exodus. I feel like this is Modern Warfare again, probably. Oh, really? People like hey, that game. DMC5, DMC what a five. fucking yeah. good game. Yeah, people like that a lot. Like people, That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's a really, really good game. Has a great, goofy-ass story. Super fun characters. Like, uh, DMC5. Yeah. Put that on Game Pass so more people can play it. Game of the Year. Control. Death Stranding. Resident Evil 2. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and The Outer Worlds. I have a theory here. Yeah. I think it's The Outer Worlds. Huh. Because of when people had to vote for these for these awards. Yep. People were in and the it's m- a game that you feel really good about, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, like in the moment, mm-hmm. and then you feel less great about it the distance you get from it. I'm what yeah, moment? I'm with you. Uh what'd you say? <clears throat> what moment? I'm not saying that's yeah. how, I'm, I'm but like the way people talk, I'm just saying like that's how that is one discourse. of those games. Right. Yeah. Well if you track the discourse. Um, and I'm sure you've played a game where like you felt great in the moment and then the distance you got, you know, it fades. So I, I think it's just one of those games that can get a lot of awards this award season and then people will reconsider it a year from now and go, eh, eh. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Austin. I actually think that's a good theory. Huh. Smash gets screwed in the same way Smash uh, never, a Jedi Fallen Order yeah. gets screwed um, in which uh, the way these, the way this the game awards works is that it has an arbitrary cutoff because of its air date, um, and games that are released after a certain time are are qualified for next year. But good luck to a game qualifying the year after it was released, because most people are going to have uh, forgotten it uh, by then. And video games, unlike other mediums, have a very specific <laughs> period also, in which they think, release their games, which includes November. I don't think a non-story fighting game could take Game of the Year ever. No. Nah. Smash wouldn't have won it last year. Either, yeah, even yeah. If it was, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I think Control's got a decent shot at this one too. I feel like that Stranding will happen before Control does. Just, I just Control's think if we're thinking about if we're thinking about, about critics, I just think people liked Death Stranding, but people didn't stand Death Stranding. And like control is yeah. more of like a like I stand control than right. I mean, I, I won't be look. Would I also be shocked if like Death Stranding took a bunch of these and were wrong? Right. But I don't know. I just got I got I feel like the IGN control gives me like a I'm putting my finger in the wind sort of moment of like ah maybe that was a game that people were harder on than than maybe I would have uh, given it uh, to before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's Death Stranding, though. I think 
I think the Death Stranding discourse around this is going to be so interesting to see based on how many awards it wins and yeah. how people feel. Mm-hmm. People are going to are going to catch feelings if Death Stranding ends up winning a bunch of awards because of how buddy buddy Keely and Kojima oh, are. Yeah. Uh, and the way the voting is supposed to work should be very clear. Should actually predispose. I, I'm surprised Death Stranding was nominated this much based on when these nominations were due in. Because they were due in like immediately after that game came out. Like before wider, I guess a lot of, I guess they sent a lot of code. So I guess it's possible. They sent a lot of code. Yeah. Like they were basically hand, like, not quite like candy, but like they, they gave it to a lot of people. Like even, you know, us, you know, games had access to, games at Vice, I mean, had access to like four copies yeah. of yeah. that game. Yeah. So. Um, which also, is what, which, what EA didn't do with Star with Jedi Fallen Order, right? Like they waited to the last possible second to get that. Right, like game that game is not on here at all, but should be, no. but isn't because it's past the nomination date. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but also, all of these are a combination of edit of like press plus mm-hmm. uh, fan vote. So who the fuck knows? Correct. So that wait, That's the, the fan vote is in a separate thing. No. Okay. There's, there no, is also player's mm-hmm. voice, which is like game of the year, but for pl- only from the players. You have 41 minutes left to vote. The current player's okay. choice or player's voice award nominees are Death Stranding, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Star Wars Jedi Fall- Fallen Order, or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Hmm. Damn. Hmm. Three Houses. Oh, is Three Houses is winning at 45%. Yeah. Don't fuck with memes. Memes will beat the shit out of you, boy. <laughs> Memes will take you outside. God damn. Do you like Brother Nature? They don't even need to go outside. They don't. They don't. Uh, all right. I think that's our podcast. I don't think we have time to do anything mm-hmm. else. No. We've devoted as much nope. time as we could to two topics that 90% of our audience doesn't care about. <laughs> Mech Warrior and the Keelys. <laughs> oh, hey. The, our it's audience fun. will hate. Well, they will hate watch the Keelys. Let's not. Let's. There is. Hell come yeah. on. Let's be clear. Hell yeah. Um, I only wish we could stream them along with you, audience. Uh, I hope everyone has a good weekend. Uh, any other final notes here as we as we ride off into the sunset and we move into one of the final weeks of the year? Uh, oh, I don't think so. Is there any other news that we have to hit or any other mm. like shout outs? I don't think so. No. Oh, we should uh, mention this here because I know that Kyle, you're going to mention it on Twitter, but yeah, uh, as a teaser for some of the like the framework of some of the podcasts that we did for the holidays mm-hmm. um, which involve a time component uh, to them limiting the discourse as much as I was able to as much as one is able to limit the discourse of a waypoint podcast um next uh, Wednesday we're gonna be recording that next Friday's podcast um, and we're going to do you know uh, holiday hot takes which is basically just like we haven't decided what the, the timing is, but let's just say 90 seconds. Like, ask us a question in which we could explore a, a topic yes. in 90 seconds, and we're going to time it, we're going to have a buzzer, and we're going to move through, like, a bunch of those. So send in your questions and think of that, frame them, think of them conceptually as something that uh, we could unpack or dare us to unpack in uh, in 90 seconds. Um, <laughs> send, where should people send those, Patrick? Uh, gamingadvice.com gamingadvice.com the topic holiday hot takes holiday sure. hot, takes. Holiday hot takes I sent a picture here this is Jeremy Corbin's cat Jeremy Corbin's cat's name is Elgato shout out to Elgato <sighs> true gamer wow 
as as a El Gato Robato was a great game mm-hmm. from 2019. Boris Johnson has so. a dog named Dylan, spelled D I L Y N. So fuck out of here. I don't like that. Elgato. Put Elgato in in the Prime Minister chair on Downing Street. What's the what's the number? Two twenty one Downing Street. Why did you say two twenty one? What? Because that's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, right. address. Oh okay. my god. It's the, it's the only British address Cato knows, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm like the definitely. two that I know. <laughs> right, the other one you know is <laughs> Is number Rob 10. knows one hundred percent more than Cato. Wow! Yeah, when you add it up like that, God damn. we have to know one more British address. Where's the palace? Trafalgar Square, Piccadilly, That's not Stonehenge. Piccadilly Circus, That's Stonehenge. Those are locations. <laughs> one no. Piccadilly, oh, one four three Stonehenge dwell. Avenue. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course. Uh, our address again, gamingadvice.com. It's a river. You can't just put a, that on a package. That's <laughs> one, not going to show up. One, the Could tents. you? What, where would it go? I don't know. I can tell some people to take things straight to the town. <laughs> <laughs> With just, you. Oh, yeah. Send that. Um, Tories straight to the Thames. Yeah, yeah got it. Uh, all right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Gamingadvice.com is our email address. Cotto laughing until he coughs. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. I hope you're all right. I'm fine. Uh, uh, as always, shout out to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP panel machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. I forgot. I'm just going to admit it. I forgot. Follow me on Twitter I'm at Austin for Walker. Kato, how about you? <laughs> Follow Kato, who's like, I'm fine. Whenever you hear a cough, just keep going in that direction. If there's a cough them. that blends into a laugh, <laughs> ideally. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. Patrick Klopik. Rob. At Rob Zachney. We'll be back next week for more. Are, are y'all going to do that spoiler cast? You got you guys going to do your... We also have to record a different spoiler cast next week at some point. So yeah. we'll figure out oh, that sh- stuff. What? What? What do you mean, what? You we have this... like three days next week. What is... Oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's our job. We, we got to talk. You're correct. So we'll talk when we hang up this call and... Figure out the rest of our schedule. I hope that you figure out your own schedule this weekend. I hope everyone has a good day. I hope everyone survives the UK elections. I know that this stuff is stressful. By the time you're hearing this, many of those election results will have probably come in. Uh, I guess it depends on what time this goes out. Uh, but good luck to everyone. Uh, and Hope everyone survives the UK elections, except the Tory government. Yeah, I would prefer yeah. that they don't. Uh, I would prefer that the Lib Dems don't try to stitch things up with the Tories this time. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Fuck capitalism. Go home. But I'll go to the polls first if you're in the UK. But except not now, because if you're hearing this now. No, that's what? Yeah, you probably can't get you can't, It's Yeah, it's Friday. So <laughs> delete this whole podcast, Kato. Just burn it all. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. Go home. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. <coughs> I don't know. I thought that was a fun podcast. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Well, let's time that is and do a podcast about video games. Uh, you want to do five after? Digital games. Sure. Okay. Uh, I may have to dip out very briefly. There's someone, some guy looking at the furnace just as a really yeah, maintenance yeah. thing. So if I if I disappear, that's because he knocked on my door. Are so. we are we throwing in this episode to your life is strange? Yeah. Okay. So we're we'll gonna just like, go like take a break. Yeah, we'll and do we'll this come back like, from the break. Yes. We'll blah blah blah. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah.